This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. everybody out there in comic book land my name is george serrano aka the don and if you're listening to this you can only be here for one reason and it's a brand new episode of the major issues podcast brought to you by comicbookclick.com and as always i am never alone sir please introduce yourself how's it going everybody john escudero here aka yogi aka yogi yogi's here in studio well you know socially distanced you know, as, close, as close as the man can be, a man close to my heart. But uh, I'm going to go off the top and just say that in general, ladies and gentlemen, keep your expectations extremely low for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there will be no Mephistos here. Uh, there will be no mutants to speak of. There will be no uh, mind-shattering revelations about the multiverse. But, but at the core, there will be some great discussion about a gem of a property that was dropped uh, just a couple weeks ago that just wrapped itself up. And I am talking WandaVision, our first foray back into the MCU since the events of uh, Avengers Endgame, right? Was that the last thing? No, nah, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I was thinking there was something else because usually it's Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> the last but... two times it was Ant-Man. I mean, Spider-Man might as well. No, nah, it's messed up. I'm kidding. People are going to kill me. <laughs> But uh, did did you miss uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Were you excited for this when um, when it initially got announced? Man, that first uh, intro roll, that first yeah, orgasmic. Yeah, it felt like so long, like old friends. Of course, of course. Then the thing is that they toss you into the weirdest, into the most non MCU thing possible after that. But yeah, yeah, it, and th- and that's the thing. I do think that there are so many different um, outside circumstances and forces that shape the way people viewed this and whether or not they enjoyed it. I know personally, I'll just say it off top. I really dug it, um, but we'll talk about some of the highs and the lows of it. Um, basically, WandaVision is an American television miniseries created by Jack Schaefer for the streaming service Disney Plus. Based on the Marvel Cinematic, I mean, the Marvel comic characters, Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, and Vision. Set in the MCU, it shares continuity with the films of the franchise and takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame in 2019. I think that actually places the events at 2023, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it does. Um, WandaVision is produced by Marvel Studios, with Schaefer serving as head writer and Matt Shackman directing. I actually got some notes from the Shackman interview from uh, Fat Man on Batman that I thought was, or Fat Man Beyond, <laughs> which I thought was pretty interesting as well. I wish I would have listened to that. I'm glad you got notes. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany reprised their roles as Wanda Maximoff and Vision from the film series. 
Um, and then they got a whole slew of uh, cool supporting characters like Katherine Hahn, Tiana Paris, Randall Park, Kat Dennings Returns, Evan Peters, which we'll talk about. <laughs> uh, it is the first series in Phase 4 of the MCU. The series received uh, praise from critics for its sitcom settings and tropes, dark tonal shifts, and performances of Ol- Olsen and Bettany. Uh, what's interesting is that the original, the first series that was supposed to come out on Disney Plus for the MCU was supposed to be Falcon and Winter Soldier. But due to the new scheduling uh, on Disney Plus because of COVID, WandaVision claimed the earlier release date. But according to Kevin Feige, he, he was fine with it and said that this serves as a much better introduction for the MCU uh, as they transition into television than that, uh, that other one. What do you think about that idea there? In general, that they they were originally going to start us off, I guess, a little bit more uh, lukewarm, like you know, a little bit more actiony, less uh, magicy stuff like that. As as uh, as wonderful as it is that everybody warmed up to this really weird Wandavision thing first, I kind of I kind of uh, think that if the plan was indeed to ease everyone into the Disney shows with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier being a more normal MCU style thing, uh, I kind of wonder if it's gonna suffer now coming out second. Like if it's gonna seem like a lesser show. <laughs> I don't know about a lesser show, but just less impressive, less less interesting, more of yeah. the of more of the regular fare rather than right. the amazing thing that Wandavision ended up being. Right, because Wandavision, I think, more towards the end represents the kind of stuff we get in the MCU. I mean, uh, it did have a final battle. And right. the, it was the same Mera thing that the MCU right. always does. But, <laughs> but that's just superhero comics, you know, people like Yeah, in general. Yeah. Um the budget for each episode was reported to be as much as twenty five million. Uh, which makes this the most expensive television series in history, beating the Pacific, which had a budget of twenty one point seven million per episode. I don't even know what that was. I didn't know that. <laughs> I never heard of the Pacific, by the way. But I didn't yes, know. I'm saying all that money, and I never heard of it. That's not good. I didn't know one division counts as the most expensive in history. But honestly, we're going to be hearing that a lot now that yeah, uh, studio every have- every show, every new show is going to be the most expensive show <laughs> yeah, in history. It's a new world, man. Television is crazy. Yeah, yeah, and this is like this is the, their first like real brave foray into all of this. We had the Marvel Netflix shows. And um, it's funny because with the Marvel Netflix shows, we were we were starved for any kind of continuity, right? Any kind of thing that showed that it existed in the same universe. I think most people uh, were ecstatic about. So um, it's funny that now that we it's confirmed that this does take place in the same universe, we're having all these issues with what exists and what doesn't. I think it's um, kind of uh, it kind of says how much Kevin Feige needs things to be in his control. I, I I genuinely feel like the number one reason why those other shows never were treated like part of the MCU is because he didn't have control of them. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, when we got a lot of the initial stuff like um, promotional material for this, first of all, the title I think is a little bit weird. I guess we probably have more of an insight now. As to um, what it means, WandaVision, whether it's Wanda's vision, the actual fact that she created hers, or the fact that we're we're tuning in to watch her life, uh, you know, the way that she sees it, all that kind of stuff. Um, Either I one think works, it's interesting. I think. Yeah, but you know, off the off the top, 
especially with uh, some of the promotional material and some of the synopsis, uh, people's spider sense started tingling. You know, two stories automatically rose to the top of people's minds. Um, House of M, or you could also say Avengers Disassembled, and uh, The Vision run by Tom King. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that those are two incredibly... Earth- like, I think that the ramifications of House of M are tremendous, and I think that the inner... Like, the inner search for humanity is tremendous in uh, Tom King's vision, which set two pretty big standards for the for the show in general, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, at, least, at least to those who were comic book fans. Uh, besides that, we had gotten um, a bunch of clips from the trailers of looking like they, they were tackling things from different ac- decades, and that's exactly what ended up happening. Each episode mimics the look and feel of a specific decade of American television, uh, they went to um, the Dick Van Dyke show, I Love Lucy, uh, Bewitched, I Dream of Jeannie, The Brady Bunch, The Partridge Family, uh, Family Ties, Growing Pains, Malcolm in the Middle, uh, finally fi- finishing out with Modern Family, and then Agnes's theme song is uh, reminiscent of the Munsters. Um, but the main, one of the main things that came out of that Fraction interview is that they knew from the beginning that this was going to deal with it was going to be a show about grief and it was going to deal with Wanda's tie to sitcoms, like what sitcom, what sitcoms mean in her life. Um, and I guess I wanted to ask off the top, did you have a favorite sitcom growing up? Um, and could you relate to Wanda learning like life lessons through TV? Yeah, actually I can. It's just one of those things. I don't know. It's not to say anything that <laughs> it's not to say I felt like I was missing anything for my real like guardians and parents and grandparents or whatever. It's just that, uh, television shows uh, were something that's kind of like I, I just I took comfort in as a yeah. child and as an adult too I guess sitcoms are absolutely one of the things I took comfort in everybody loves Raymond the Parkers uh, Fresh Prince Family yeah. Matters uh, Moesha you know one on one step by step Full House I watched them all honestly <laughs> like, right I, I, I absolutely related to Wanda in that I can watch television, take lessons from it, and uh, learn how to be and how not to be. <laughs> right. I think more than ever, our generation was showed what a what a, a, a family is supposed to look like. Or, you know, like we, we with, with the advent of things like TGIF, where you had sitcoms back to back and family sat down and watched them. Oh, um, it was It was impossible to miss things like Boy Meets World, like you were talking about. Or uh, Full House or Family Matters or uh, back in the day, that MCU, right? That crossover <laughs> appeal of getting people from those shows on each other's shows. Um, now, you know, now you are a growing man, a growing father. Are there shows now, they may not be sitcoms, but are there shows that you watch with your family? That's important I, to watch with your family? Absolutely. I mean, there's some... Uh... Some some things I I, I kind of just enjoy with my son like the MCU or Star Wars or whatever. It's just a thing to keep him close to me so that he doesn't get into trouble and so that we kind of have something to bond over. But other than that, there's shows that I kind of just I watch on my own that might be a little too adult but have a lesson and I'll kind of just I I'll watch that with the kid or something like yeah. that on Titan or something you know yeah and you it, the thing is we don't realize how much of a impact that makes right like obviously there's an inherent entertainment value in watching these things for sure but there also are latent um effects 
of watching these things together communally with family and stuff like that. Um, what I, another thing I found after doing it, like a lot of research, rewatching it and stuff, is that this had like the opposite effect of Wonder Woman uh, 84 in my eyes, in the sense that I feel like Wonder Woman 84, you know, which was initially originally scheduled to come out uh, pre-pandemic, um, its message suffered because of the pandemic that we were dealing with, right? So like it, at the time, pre-pandemic, uh, its message would have been, you know, we shouldn't try to overreach for the things that we think that we deserve in our lives. Um, we should just try to live in our truth that we have and, you know, you know, get through how things are. Um, but during a pandemic, that's kind of a, you know, like a lot of people lost things. A lot of people grieved. Um, it, it was a hard pill to swallow. I think that the pandemic made this show deeper, if anything, like the position that everyone was put in, especially like when you think of the sitcom of it all, like how, how much television was binged in 2020 in general amongst the world that large that was locked down. Uh, honestly, now that you mentioned that, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but that, I, the pandemic bringing people inside brought yeah. the MCU and Star Wars specifically. These two things, these two things that might have been too daunting or too big for people to jump into because they didn't have the time. Yeah. Oh my God, they profited so much. Like I've seen, it's it's crazy. It's honestly crazy the combination of a pandemic and a good entry point, right? Could do could do for these things, and and telling more personal stories, not having to rush. You know, uh, expanding the universe, all things that we that we want. And I this felt the most like this also felt very much like comics to me where it was uh, specifically tied to, you know, one or two characters. Um, it doesn't have it doesn't have right now immediate ramifications on the entire universe, but it will. And I feel like just like comics, I'm going to have to tell people, oh, if you if you're going to get into that, you might want to go back and <laughs> get into this. That's actually awesome. that. That's awesome that you said that because that that's exactly how I was thinking of WandaVision because I was like, wow, like she's got she got five hours of pure character development. Like that's yeah. insane in the MCU. Like, oh if you didn't get a if you weren't a heavy hitter like Cat Iron Man and you didn't have a trilogy, you know, like right. you weren't getting five hours. She got five hours in the span of three months. Like she's 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 shot up to the top and the wonders that you could do for some of these background characters with these one-shot tv shows like this that's i'm i'm loving this i'm lo- i'm in love with this format that they have right now yeah they found a way to enrich every but, every corner of their universe now, let's right? also, because, let's, also ahead, not, let's also not act like this is some groundbreaking idea you know <laughs> like right no 100 this could have yeah, happened you could have done this with Daredevil and Blue Cage, you you mother. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got them back now, though. We got the, those guys are officially back on this side of the uh, the, uh, the fence. So hopefully, we see something cool with them. Um, did what's your view on like pre WandaVision Wanda? Because you know we got her in. Uh, she uh, debuts in Age of Ultron. We get the background of them. You know, being uh, her and her brother being born in Sokovia. The um, the Stark missile um you know tragically killing her parents or explosions during sokovia killing her parents the stark missile almost killing her and petro them signing up for hydra to get their revenge on tony stark them teaming up with ultron ultimately uh turning back to being good her brother petro dying and then the little bit we get with civil war and stuff like that with her and vision um as somebody who is familiar with wanda in the comics 
did did you feel like this character was underserved pre this show? Did you ever think that she would get to where that comic book character is? And they, even if she didn't, like that, that's not a crime, right? Sometimes these things never pan out. But did you ever see uh, what? How close did you think this character was going to end up being to the comic book counterpart? I mean, when when it comes to the MCU, sometimes you know, I try not to try not to get too attached to the comics that they're that they're inspired by because they they tend to do their own thing a lot a lot of the time yeah. 95% of the time you know and the 5% yeah. of the time that they are comic accurate they'll still twist it up on you so i i i actually didn't think wanda was underserved because i always kind of felt like there was something coming and i i feel like that was meant to be that way she's got yeah. she was like the subplot th- through uh, two major movies, and then she was like in the main act of Avengers: Infinity War, like her thing with Vision. Like it was very clear there was something in the in the in the future for her. And then add that to the fact that before they had the X Men, you know, like Wanda and Pietro, they 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 kind of loopholed their way into those characters. You know, they had plans yeah. for these two. They were not just gonna. I I never felt like. Uh, she was underserved. I felt like there was always something coming, and and it came. I don't know if it was always going to be uh, WandaVision per se, because it's I don't know how long Disney Plus has been in the cards, but right. um, I feel I felt like there was always going to be something. I'm I'm glad she got more to work with, but like you said, you know they did give her some juicy plot points throughout the MCU before this. Um, we talk a lot about how you know we're going to talk a lot about how like Sword views her and stuff like that. But ultimately, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. viewed her that way first, right? <laughs> like, they they put her on lockdown. She was a, a threat, a weapon. You know, they put Vision as a guard dog, um, which is kind of messed up when you think about that whole thing. But she, she's been dealing with this sort of um, being kept at a distance for a very long time, you know? Um, and it obviously has some effects on her as a character. Um so we're going to go through, I guess, real quickly, some of the stuff that goes on in the show. Um, did you have a favorite, like, period for this show? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I thought I, I, I um, personally, I really loved the uh, Malcolm in the Middle era. Yeah. But, but yeah. the theme, but the, but the, but the seventies theme was my jam. Like, I loved it. <laughs> I actually oh, loved the, uh, it. the, the, like the Brady Bunch. Uh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Wanda with the long. 70s hair and Monica with the jive outfit. It's, I was like, that's... if so, if if you will, uh, if you will humor me, I thought it would. It was also interesting. I've got the lyrics for some of these songs. Oh boy, <laughs> up up here. So that that uh 70s one is the one that's like ba 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 one division. <laughs> and so it says we got something cooking and it's looking good. We got something cooking, and who knew we could? All great expectations lead to complications, but it's all groovy and fun. It's me and you. Together, one plus one is more than two. Some sudden surprises come in all shapes and sizes, but it's rainbows and sun. It's you and it's me. Together, one plus one is family. And I feel like that kind of one plus one is family is like a one of those cheesy <laughs> uh, sitcom lines or whatever, bro. But I don't know what it was. It was the '80s one that got me. The '80s like slow painting <laughs> and oh, the yeah. duet, the, the duet theme song. Uh, yeah, because it's like 
I grew up in that very weird time. We both did, but that very weird time where like there was these uh, weird amount of duets out where guys and women were singing together and a lot, especially like in movies and television, there was a lot of duets. Um, and uh, hearing these two people come in and sing, and then at the end, like go off, like get high notes and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, this is way serious. <laughs> Showing all the old pictures of Wanda and Vision and stuff like that. Baby Vision. That was, Baby yeah, Vision's Baby Vision. <laughs> Baby Vision. It was tremendous. Um, so let's get into this. I'm, I'm going to uh, blast past the, uh, I guess, homework stuff. And uh, then we'll talk about the nitty gritty. But newlywed cop, newlywed couple, newlywed couple, uh, Wanda and Vision move into town, into the town of Westview in a 1950s setting. Despite Vision being an android and Wanda having telekinesis and reality warping abilities, they attempt to blend in. One day they notice a heart drawn on their calendar, but neither can remember what the occasion is. While Vision goes to his job at Computational Services Incorporated, Wanda decides that the heart represents their anniversary. Their neighbor Agnes introduces herself to Wanda and helps her prepare to celebrate that night. Vision amazes his co-workers with his speed, but is unsure what his company actually does. He is reminded that he and Wanda are hosting the boss, Mr. Hart, and his wife for dinner that night, which is what the Hart represents. Wanda and Vision struggle to hide their abilities while making a last-minute dinner for the Hearts. While interrogating Wanda and Vision, Mr. Hart chokes on his food, and Vision uses his abilities to save him. All of this takes place in the sick fictional sitcom WandaVision which someone is watching on television um this was the Dick Van Dyke stuff I I think like I mean again I I, I always find, try to find what's the most professional way to say this <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen is gorgeous <laughs> uh I think she's extremely charming I thought you were talking about the word the name Dick Van Dyke no, 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 it this. does sound, it does sound like a bad <laughs> porn name, but, it, but, um, no, uh, because, you know, I didn't want, you know, the actress obviously is incredibly talented, but I also think she's incredibly charming in this. Um, she was such a side character for so long that, uh, you know, she, uh, occasionally, like she didn't even really get to quip, right? In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I don't think she has many jokes, but we got to see all these different, um, flavors i guess of both of them and i think from 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 both of them it was paul bentney that i got impressed with the most uh not that i didn't know he can act but seeing him play comedy uh so wacky like body comedy um seeing him get angry uh i think were things that i was not used to um and then in this episode i think it's the first time we get a little bit of that weirdness when um, Mr. Hart starts to choke and his wife just keeps saying, stop it. Yeah. Um, this and the next episode within the 60s were the first two released. They were released on the same day. Another thing I found out was that they initially were trying to release the first three on the same day. I didn't know that. Um, which to me not only makes more sense, but I think helps with the flow of anticipation a bit better. Oh, 100%. Because those first three are done in in. WandaVision, I guess you could say. This is done in the sitcom format, and then everything else, you get the hybrid. Right, right. And so we would have waited a week and come back with all the answers, as opposed to doing the two episodes, waiting a week and not really having any answers. I guess that's how the reporters got, or the reviewers got to see it, right? They got to see the yes. first three yep. at once. Yep. Um, I was happy to see uh, the mother from that 70s show. That was so, cool. That was pretty cool. Uh 
the uh, but, 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 that nothing... chick from Buffy was there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything weird in that one yet. People, um, people swore that was gonna be a thing. I never, I never caught on to that. I didn't grasp that. What the Dottie? Oh, Dottie. Oh, we'll talk about Dottie. I I grasped Dottie, and I'm I'm, I'm I got beef with Dottie, but we'll talk about Dottie. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah, even think yeah. About that's it. A, that's in the 1960s. Uh, that's in the next uh, episode. But that first episode, um, I was looking through some stuff because I said I was I was really worried I would underserve this show because I wouldn't know exactly what to talk about. So I watched so much stuff, and one of the things um, that I saw that I I was like, oh snap, is like you know in that episode it has one of those tropes of like keeping people away from the door so they can't see the what's yeah. going on so like she's messing up the dinner or whatever like that um it, i maybe maybe it's because we're recording late maybe i need uh um you know a, a nap but i really felt like that wacky oh everything is kind of going wrong was like at, was like the 50s version of chaos magic at the time <laughs> you know like it like was... it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been this earth shattering thing it's like oh whoops I the oven doors keep opening. It was like <laughs> a it was like a small scale preview of everything that's going on. Right, right. It's entirely. Like, I can't keep control of this. This <laughs> wacky dinner, but it's like no, this is gonna get way worse. <laughs> this is just the you know the first step of that. Um, and yeah, the second episode is where we get you know don't touch the doll. That's where we get um the thing about Dottie. So that's my beef. This is my beef with Dottie. I guess we should tackle the Dottie. Of it all up front. When daddy is introduced, Agnes is like, she is the key to everything in this town. Which was a, it's a weird thing to say as somebody who is in on everything. Right? Like, if if Agnes, as we are, as we are aware, you know, jumping the shark here, that um, she is, no, she knows what's going on. What is, what is Agnes's deal of positioning Dottie as like an antagonist in this fake world? I don't know. I, I never really thought of it as anything more than like she was. Every sitcom has that. Like every the town, it, it just felt like a trope thing. I never yeah. grasped it as anything more than a a play on a trope. I just I didn't. I don't know. I, I never really put it together when she got her hand cut, and then right. that happened. I was like, oh wow, that kind of shows me that there's something going on here for sure. Yeah, yeah. which we probably which we pretty much know already, but. I never really thought of Dottie as a potential thing. I wasn't following her throughout. I remember in that episode thinking something was up because that's also the episode where Agnes drops the the devil in the details thing, um, and there's a lot of talk about the devil in general. Um, and the idea, like they're just setting up, like we, we. I think for the most part, because Wanda was acting as if everything was was okay, it made it seem as if she wasn't aware of what was going on. So I think a lot of people were wait, were looking for a puppet master, which also gets into the Mephisto of it all, right? Um, whether or not there was one, but there isn't one. There isn't one, <laughs> right? There isn't a puppet master. To our knowledge, uh, I don't want to get my crazy, crazy tinfoil hat theory on and say, you know, we haven't I, seen it all yet. I didn't really want a puppet master. That was my thing. I think I mentioned yeah. that to you, to you guys before. Like I was like, no, I need this to be Wanda's fault. <laughs> do you do you feel like they have cleanly and you know pointedly made it Wanda's fault? I feel like they've, I feel like they while they've they've said it they've they've kind of pulled their punches with it a bit. It's sympathetic because it is sympathetic. I don't know that they made the 
they made an attempt to uh, show it from another point of view because we're seeing it from Wanda's point of view. Yeah, but um, it, it, it was a bad thing that she did. It was a, it was there was a reason, obviously, but it was still a bad thing. That's why they kind of hit you with that line at the end there. Yeah, uh, but sure, I, mean, I saw a lot of people were like mad that she doesn't get consequences or whatever, but. Doesn't make any sense to me. No, I don't think the the thing is the story's not over. In my yeah, opinion, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. There's so much as far left. As consequences are concerned. <laughs> um, to to point to another instance of something like this happening in the MCU, you look at the events of the Avengers, right? The events of the Avengers are these beautiful, you know, this this heroic, uh, cor- courageous event in which we took down the Chitari. The Civil War takes those event- events and puts them from another perspective, and all of a sudden. Everything is way different. Mm-hmm. So all we need is another event to be like, uh, did y'all know what Wanda just did for like a month in and Jersey, by the way? Uh, this is the footage we have. And it would look, could you imagine? Like it would look fucking bananas. I got to assume it would be Doctor Strange that puts that into that perspective. Because yeah. it was his job to deal with that type of shit. Um, <laughs> and, and I think, you know, they, this is also when you put, when... I, you know we don't know this, but while while she's talking to Dottie, Jimmy Woo talks over Randall Park talks over the uh, radio, yeah, and it's like Wanda, Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda, which also had people thinking maybe there was some uh, somebody putting her strings. There's also like a really kind of cute um, subplot of like a magic show and Vision chewing gum and being <laughs> silly. Uh, like I said, Paul Bettany's like killing it. Um, and Elizabeth Olsen looked good in a uh, magician's assistance. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she also killed it. Like, her performance Uniform. in this show is um, uh, awesome. Amazing. Yeah, we also get introduced to uh, Geraldine, Tiana Paris, in this episode, um, who is also aware of Dottie, which that's why I was like, okay, what's going on here? But uh, to each his own, at the end of the episode, um, Wanda becomes visibly pregnant, which is very weird. Um, and they see a strange beekeeper emerging from a manhole in the street. But Wanda resets their reality before the figure appears. Um, and then they get in color. Mm-hmm. I, um, liked, I like when they play with the aspect ratio like that. It just kind of morphs yeah. into another show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when I think about it, it was the it was the next one that I think was the most. Because... Um, we're, like I said, we're just getting little bits and pieces of this. Is it this next one that they do the Voodoo Child, or is that after that? Uh, the Voodoo Child is the is the fourth episode. Okay, okay. So it would have been the week after. But I was like, that that was a bold move. That made it feel malicious. That made it feel like you know. That made it feel like okay, this is Wanda, and she's totally down with it. Um, and I think the Agatha all along thing might have muddled some water uh, in people's minds as to mm-hmm. what was going on. Um, but let's get back into it. We got some commercials for Strucker Watch. Turns out the commercials aren't really anything. Uh, at least just... according to the director. <laughs> like, they're not, they're not, yeah. like, they're thematic, but they're not clues. Pe- <laughs> yeah. Some people yeah. thought of that as a waste of potential. I don't know how <laughs> I see it that way. No, I like, it, it reminds me of the, um, com- the fake commercials in the NWA. Like that they make up just to feel yeah, like it's old it. NWA, like the Billy Idol and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like it's just on brand for them. It's not. I don't necessarily need it to do anything. Um. So yeah, now in color, nineteen seventies. This is uh, your jam here. 
This is when the doctor comes over to uh, yeah. to give uh to give birth to deliver Wanda's kids. <laughs> the doctor comes to her house yeah, to, to give so birth she, so she could so he could give birth. <laughs> <laughs> um, everything's happening really fast. No one's questioning anything. These episodes are all about twenty minutes apiece as well, with seven minutes of credits. Oh. So we're getting very little uh as to what is going on here. Bro, these episode um, times kill me. Yeah, and they they there was an audible section of the fandom that was saying that things were not picking up fast enough. Were you of that opinion? Yeah, but I guess people I I was just people are just spoiled. That that that's just spoiled. It, I mean like, I mean, listen. Thirty minutes like a I week said, is we, life. We grew for up for a full with that. year. Like I said, for a full year, we've been binging everything to our heart's desire, right? Yeah, so yeah. I can totally see people being like, "Oh, this! Come on, damn it! Another episode." Yeah, I, I um, I, I, I think that at thirty minutes an episode, it's gonna be hard for people to <laughs> swallow. But you gotta consider like thirty minutes an episode, and it costs twenty five million. So, like, <laughs> it's not yeah. it probably is impossible to get out as much as you want and. For for to to try to drag out this buzz for I kind of heard Kevin Feige say something like he really enjoys the anticipation leading up to a Marvel film, so he loved having that kind of anticipation dragged out for eight weeks, and that's kind of how a TV show used to work. You know, every yeah. week you sit on the details for a week and you think about it and what could possibly happen, and then the next week comes. But when you binge all that stuff, you, all the details get lost. Yeah, all totally. I I talk about it all the time. There's so many shows that drop from Netflix, whether it's Umbrella Academy or the Marvel Netflix shows, where for this for this podcast, I binge them all on a weekend. I very rarely go back after that. You know what I'm saying? I I take them in and they go in and they go out. Yep. And 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 that's it, Uh, which is a shame on some occasions. But that that just how that ends up being. But it was actually Umbrella Academy season two. Um, that made me realize that the actual, um, you know, real, true benefit to week-to-week uh, programming. And you know what that is? What's that? It's memes, bro. Oh, it's yeah. memes. Literally, oh, yeah. these shows live longer. <laughs> All on the memes. I've lived in... I, 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 I'm so glad that you grad, that you finally... Grab that part of fandom because that's yes. part of the best. That's the best part of fandom for me. And I guess Twitter has kind of brought that into the mainstream a little bit too because now people just meme like a minute after the episode is done. Like you have to be careful because the memes come out so fast. Yes, <laughs> that yep. they yep. will spoil it for you immediately. But memes, honestly, are are, are so you put so much effort into making the meme and the details. It's just. It's awesome. Memes are amazing for more than and, just and the, and they're all reference humor. It's you exactly all, you feel like you're hilarious. part of a club. You feel like yeah, you're part of a club. Like I, I know this because I watched it, and I've, you don't know this if you didn't watch it. So if right. you do know it, you're cool. A hundred percent. And and if if you would have had it in binging, you wouldn't have had that time to, to sit there and, and pump some of that stuff out. And I think that that got people talking. I think honestly, people watched WandaVision probably more so because. Other people were talking about it and they didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> like all the memes were going on. I know people who just started watching WandaVision last week because of all the Vashon uh, <laughs> uh, memes where Vision is uh, in his in his sweater um, or his turtleneck. 
so yeah, that the power of keeping, you know, the show on the tip of people's tongues, um, and maybe even in anger, right? Because people kept seeing that. What Please a, stand by. And what people, a cooler television! That's 100%. that's what it's called. One hundred percent destination TV. You had yes. to be there. You got to be yeah. there on Friday. Did you see the latest WandaVision? You know, yeah, that's right. What, that's what that was about. Um, so uh, we also see in this seventies episode the neighbor Herb, who is cutting through their, his wall. <laughs> it's another like uh, what's going on here thing. Um, her abilities begin to move things in the house. Uh, Wanda she starts to have contractions. Geraldine arrives and helps deliver uh, her twins. Billy and Tommy, which is also their names in the comics. She also has twins in the comics. And it's also a surprise that they're twins in the comics. So that's all uh, canonical. Vision catches Agnes and Herb gossiping outside. They talk about Geraldine, who has just arrived in town and does not have a home or a family. What is Agnes's beef with Geraldine? <laughs> Bad lady got it. Well, it appears, like like we said, if it's, everything was Wanda's fault. And then Agnes came just to kind of mess with things. To kind of see what's ticking, what's making this lady tick, and yeah. if Geraldine comes into this thing, you know, like she's gonna mess up Agnes's whole situation. That's an X factor. Yeah, you know, you know what I think would have helped us a little bit if Agnes was less of a villain. Does that make sense? I guess I, I'm. I'm like, like, a I don't think bit less. I don't like think when she got to the end be... and it was like about pulling power away and stuff. I was like, eh. I, I felt I felt it better when she was like a old magic user who was all like, oh my god, what's going on over here? <laughs> I think that the the problem with that is like they, in order to continue selling merchandise, they want right. to make sure that Wanda can still be seen as a sympathetic figure. You know, right, like, right. But I, she's got to come off as the uh, protagonist here because we really want to make some money. So I, yeah. I wanted it to be that she was like trying to save the town. Honestly, right. I wanted Agatha to be the one trying to save the town from Wanda. Right, you know? and but, I mean, you it, it, through that lens, it would be like, yo, listen, all of this is hanging by a thread, so we don't need another person in here messing things up <laughs> because. We all see her nightmares or whatever that guy said. Um, and, yeah, Geraldine is, is can topple this whole thing over. Uh, because, ultimately, it's Agnes and Hayward that have the longest, long games in this, you know. Uh, and we'll get into that in a bit. Um, yeah, Geraldine drops the Ultron line. How do you feel when that happened? I when, uh, have... Ultron got men- mentioned. <laughs> It was kind of like, oh, oh, yeah, finally, we're getting, we're getting, we're gonna place this in the universe. You know, I was ready. That's why I completely would have agreed with that um, three episode drop. Like, I, I like, yeah, one hundred percent would have been perfectly fine with that. Just get this, get the format out of the way, and then immediately throw that away the next week. That would have been the first tie to the MCU, right? Yeah, that was that was the one. Like, other than the commercials being like. Stark Enterprises toaster or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Um, but, but, yeah, so uh, Geraldine drops the Ultron thing about Pedro. Wanda um, notices that Geraldine is wearing a pendant with a sword emblem on it. Uh, when Vision returns, Geraldine is gone. Outside of Westview, Geraldine is cast from a wall of static and surrounded by sword agents. Uh, the commercial was the Hydra soak uh, bath powder. So, um, 
that's the thing. Like her not rem- like her kind of understanding what sword was in that moment. The only thing I was very confused as to what Wanda knew what was going to happen and what Wanda didn't know what was going to happen in this show. And the only answer I got, which I it it, it does kind of answer everything, is that uh, Agnes says that the Scarlet Witch is a being of spontaneous creation. Which to me means that you don't even really mean it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that was pretty much what I took from it. I figured she made it and she knew that it was wrong. That she's like, this is really nice. You know, right. like, I've got my life. Right. Uh, you know? In yeah. a way, I can understand that. And I mean, like, that's the best part about that kind of storytelling. Which is why sometimes I kind of. I kind of wish they would show you how bad it really is so that you can better make that decision if you want to put yourself in the character's shoes. Do you still understand that? And for me, I'd be like, hell yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and and that's the thing. (laughs) I think that they they try to get into this later with the Pietro stuff, but we're supposed to understand that this grief has created a level of haze in Wanda's head. You know? A little bit, because she was absolutely aware of everything. She was never like... Like she she wasn't she wasn't aware of how, but but she yeah. had to know she was had something to do with that. But that's know? what I'm saying. You understand? Like that, and I feel like that inability to nail that down is speaks more to what you were talking about about needing her to be sympathetic. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's exactly what it was. Though. That's one hundred percent what it was. You know, and I think to me, a comic probably would have made the full heel turn. Yeah, yeah, they would have. They, they definitely would have. Some you people know? would have called it heavy-handed, though. Right, 100%. And and I'm not saying that either way would have been better. This was a, a, a Rubik's Cube of a show. I don't know if I could have ever even gotten to here while doing the homages and trying to juggle both um, these humongous MCU characters and stuff. But I, I, I think that's the part upon rewatch I was a little bit more confused about because when we get those first three episodes, it very much seems like whenever something happens that 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 things happen that um take wanda out of what's happening out of the show which almost seems like if she's under a spell or something with the show but i guess you write that off as grief she's just she's so willing to give into this fake version of what she thinks her life should be that it doesn't really matter if or when things stop to make sense and that's actually what that whole evan peters thing was supposed to be yeah, that, um, I think he got it across pretty well. I yeah. don't I don't think I agreed with it being thrown away with a bone and joke, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't expect you know, I don't think a lot of people were mad. They're really mad that that Ralph Boner is a person and then it wasn't like Pietro from Earth seventy three or whatever, you know. I like, think it would have been yeah, I think it would have been too much. Yeah, at that's that a lot. You know, that's yeah. a lot. I don't understand people's expectations sometimes. I did like the implication, you know, uh, but it was like a nod. Yeah. just like a nod. It was a t- yeah. it was a reference. Um, how do you feel about the first episode that wasn't sitcom, where we get a lot of the uh, awesome. the same events from Swords' uh, perspective? We get uh, the beautiful Cat Dennings that, to return that. as Doctor Darcy. Yeah, Doctor Darcy. Doctor Darcy's back. I loved it. I loved that make the, the uh, well the first. It was like a completely MCU episode. And I love that they used the MCU, like the cinematic ratio, aspect ratio. Like, yes. That's yep. how you know we're in MCU world. Because yep. fucking. 
uh, we're in the movies now, you know? Um, yeah. So that, I thought that was cool. Like, that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, shit. And then they, you know, the um, you get to see the snap undone for the first time in a serious tone because Spider-Man kind of uh, ha-ha'd it away. Yeah, what'd you think of that effect? That was awesome. It, it was apparently like a different VFX, right? Or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Uh, but what I understand, like, it's a different thing happening. People are coming back to life. Yeah. Um, I thought that was cool. I thought that whole that whole episode was great. But but I enjoyed it more when it was like hybrid, joining in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, like we said again, Tiana Parrish does a great job as Monica Rambo. That's my Captain Marvel. <laughs> I I was wondering. I was today on the way home. I was like. Do they have the balls? I know Bree's gotten a lot of Bree's gotten a lot of backlash, you know. Okay. About silly things that I don't think she probably should have. Uh, if would they do it? Would they if just she be like, really Swoop? if she really wants to be progressive, Bree Larson, we would replace <laughs> we would replace this <laughs> blonde hair, blue eyed Captain Marvel with a, a dark skin, curly haired Captain Marvel, and it Foxy, would be right? That's what you said. Foxy. <laughs> But not even because of that, but like if she really wants to be progressive, that'd be amazing. That'd be the way to go. You heard him. You heard him, Bree. You heard him, Mister Arson. It's right there. The gauntlet. <laughs> the gauntlet is there. Um. So one of the things, uh, uh another, I guess I wouldn't say interesting. It's actually more depressing things. Upon rewatch, that I realized is so Monica uh, blips back in the hospital. Um, and she finds out that her mother Maria died of cancer. Maria Rambo, uh, as we saw, was the best friend of Captain Marvel Carol Danvers in the Captain Marvel film, where we actually get a young Monica Rambo. But what I didn't realize uh, until I rewatched it was the day that Thanos snapped everybody, Monica was getting Maria out of the hospital because of remission. So she's going to you know release her mother from the hospital the blip happens the blip uh this unsnapping happens or whatever no time passes to her mm-hmm. and when she comes back her mom is dead that's jacked up <laughs> that that was sick that's know, jacked up she's better what yeah. do you mean what do you, like i literally just that's the reason why i'm in this building i came here to pull her out oh not only okay. is she gone but it's been five years my favorite thing of the unblippening or whatever the hell yeah. was uh her bumping into a dude as he reformed <laughs> because yeah. i have been that's been like i, I that's just kind of the way i imagined it happening right know? like I, I, the one thing i always think about is people in planes yeah like, do they just pop back up in the air <laughs> it's you like know, no please, the gauntlet please. the gauntlet thought of that okay you know too much too much but um the thing about that that always bugs me out in situations like that where it's like a mass hysteria is that everyone's oh everyone's always like but listen to me my problems <laughs> listen to me and everyone's running around because ain't nobody got time to listen to you and your problems <laughs> this is the craziest thing that's ever happened ever um so i thought that was interesting she talks to a acting director tyler hayward who's one of the, I guess, heels of this show. Um, and they are helping the FBI uh, find a missing person in Westview, New Jersey. Now, this is the bigger thing. I didn't think that this missing person was anybody. Are we meant to believe it was? Uh, I thought it was just an in for Jimmy. They, yeah, that's all I ever expected it to be. I and Not until I got online uh, did I see people like... 
this missing person. What if it's Hawkeye? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's, it, he went into house arrest. He didn't go into witness protection. Yeah. But then again, he did kill a lot of Yakuza guys. <laughs> so maybe, not, maybe he's hiding from the Yakuza. Movies are very explicit with the information that they give you. If they wanted him to be in uh, how, whatever witness protection, they would have said it. People. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Darcy and Jimmy are basically the audience. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's great. Like, the questions that they ask and stuff is, like, it's a sitcom, and they made it, and she made it? What's up with all this? They recast PH, bro? Yeah, all that stuff. I'm invested. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I'm invested too, Darcy. And I'm invested (laughs) in you, boo. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they find out that that there's energy emanating from what they're calling the hex, which is this hexagon... uh, Hexagonal? Is that a word? Hexagonal static uh, field surrounding the town that is uh, making broadcast signals. So they they are able to tell that they use old TVs to pick up the signals. They can actually see what's going on in quote unquote WandaVision, the show that's being created. Um, They also talk a lot about Big Bang Energy, which uh, Wong said was when the Infinity Stones were created. So... um, we're led to believe and it's confirmed at the end of this that Wanda has some of this energy within her. The question to you, old comic book sage, is there a comic book story in which the Infinity Stones are actually in people? Or there's like a personification of them? If there is, I, I want to say that I've seen that done in satire. Right. <laughs> but... um. Did Infinity Wars do any of that? War- That's re- there's a recent there's a recent story though, with right. like the living cosmic cube, right? With Kobe, yeah. So it's not like I want to say right. the soul. For some reason, the Soul Stone is in my mind as uh, something that once has sentience. But I oh wanna... yeah yeah I mean uh, there was a whole world in there, right? Um, Adam Strange, uh, Gamora, I think, was lived in there or was trapped in there for a bit. But other, um, generally, I don't think I want that. <laughs> oh, I definitely don't. But I'm wondering what their what their there is. You know, like what, why the Mind Stone? If you already have all these ties to old witch magic, you know, and and well, uh, I feel uh, like prophecy and stuff. For me, there's a there's a bit of a mutant thing there. Like okay. it's because it, it was previously like never known that she was born with these powers, only that the, they were the only people who survived the experimentations. It's always been, I feel like that door has always been open. They've just been waiting to legally be able to. Yeah, because I think down. another question I have is what's up with Petra? How did Petra get powers? It's the same thing. Honestly, I she, honestly believe. She gave him powers or something, right? Like, I know, I honestly believe they were, uh, they're both born mutants. Like, that's okay. just the thing that makes sense to me. Like, they didn't... She she obviously didn't, like... She had, like, powers as a kid, and maybe Pietro didn't have them uh, activated or whatever. Yeah. And the Mind Stone enhanced them. It seems to be what's happening here, but we're just speculating. But, oh, but my that, God. But I really, that, that's one of the ones... As a matter of fact, this is a good time. Yeah. Let's talk about some theories that we heard that we absolutely hated. Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't like the idea that, like... Because... Th- We'll get into it, but we we once um, Monica gets out of the hex, 
she has a bit of energy with her. She ultimately ends up getting superpowers and becomes... She don't get a, a code name, but it, canonically she's known as uh, Spectrum, Photon, or like we were mentioning earlier, Captain Marvel. Captain there was Marvel. A, there was a theory going around that this energy would be dispersed throughout the universe and thus Wanda Maximoff with the M, the M mutants. Oh my God, And thus I hate she that. would be the... the not the X gene, but the M gene, or you know, you know what I'm saying. Like she would be the building block for all that, and I, I'm not a fan of that. Uh, no, I don't. I don't like that at all. I uh, did notice the mention of uh, be uh, kind of primal universal energy, though. Yes, those are the kind of things people should be grasping onto. The small introduction of concepts. Yes, you know, like stuff like that, like the concept of a child born with powers we haven't seen that in the mcu yet nope. everyone's gotten their powers through science okay yep. like that's the type of stuff people should be theorizing about yeah you know yeah i think people were wondering if that was like the if this was going to be the crowbar that busted that whole thing you know wide open um we we turns out that they sent uh they sent monica to go like you know find out what's going on with wandavision and she gets taken over by this whole illusion and then gets kicked out um and that's when we get our voodoo child thing um because that was a kind of a sinister moment where she threw her away no but like when vision comes home it's like where's Geraldine? oh she had to go honey <laughs> and it's like oh my god what's going on here um and I don't know, something about hearing Hulk Hogan's theme music in an MCU show was like the perfect nexus of... <laughs> Heel turn. Yeah, I was like, this is... Yeah, she went Hollywood. <laughs> um, is that the... Okay, so then we get our 80s uh, episode. Um, er, uh, 80s, early 90s. Wanda and Vision struggling to stop uh, their children from crying. Agnes uh, shows up and offers to look after the boys. Um, the kids suddenly age up to five years old then suddenly a dog appears um the boys uh are asking if they can have him but they're just like only when you're older so the kids just grow up again to become 10 years old um at work vision reads an email from sword that reveals the situation going down in westview he breaks through uh to a real westview resident and learns that wanda's controlling the town sword sends the drone um into westview but that causes Sparky to run off. Hayward orders the drone to be used to kill Wanda, but she emerges from the barrier with it and warns Hayward to leave her alone. Agnes finds Sparky dead. Vision confronts Wanda about her actions, but they are interrupted when quote-unquote Petro arrives. Watching the broadcast, Darcy notes that Petro has been recast. So, um, some of the big stuff in here. The twins, big, old, Billy and Tommy, pretty cool. Um, Sparky, the dog, oh, from man. Tom King's Vision. I thought that was great. I, was, was, like, I was like, he's totally going to die. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love the wa- Wanda coming out through the hex. Here's your stupid drone thing. Don't you ever come back to my house. You know, uh, stuff. Where she gets awesome. everyone to point their guns at, at, at each other. Or point their guns at Hayward. I thought that was pretty sick. Um, but, yeah, I think the big thing in this in my opinion is that argument at the end where the credits come up and they're still arguing yeah <laughs> I thought that was so sick i was like this is jacked up 
But she tried to turn it off. I thought that was hilarious, actually. Yeah. I and she said hilarious. she said something about like he goes like you can't control everything, and she says can't I? And the studio audience laughs, and the credits go up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally like any conversation you've ever had with a female ever, right? Where she's like, "Well, this conversation's over. This show's over. Turn it off. You know, it turns off." But that gives me one of my biggest moments of the show where he actually starts yelling at her for the first time. You know? He's like, I don't remember any of this. What is going on? What are you keeping from me? There's this level of desperation in that character I've never seen before. I guess from somebody who always knows the answers to everything. It's computational data. It's very contrast to uh, emotionless vision. Yes. Yes. And I guess that was intentional, right? We got to yeah, see him 100%. all the emotions in this in this series. It wasn't just about Wanda, you know. We gotta get some character development for Vision. Like we thought, oh, we thought our Vision was monotone. Then we got to see him in all these colors, and now mm-hmm. we're really gonna see him like blank slate. Um, but that upon rewatch, I think that's the most tragic scene of the show because. N- the rat, you know, this the anger that Vision has towards the whole situation. Not understand. Remember, he goes like, "I don't understand. I haven't understood anything since we got here. Like, I don't remember anything until we got to Westview. What is going on? And they're flying and they're screaming at each other. The reason why I think it's so tragic is ultimately we find out that she this is a Vision either. Wanda made, right? <laughs> That's kind of like, sad. She doesn't know either. <laughs> she doesn't know either. And the one thing she wanted was him back, and he's rebelling. Yeah, you know, he's rebelling. Even even in a perfect scenario, it can't be perfect. He because of his, him being a logical being, he would always bump up against any fake scenario that they try to put him in to create this this life. And I was like, damn man! <laughs> like no matter what she does, you know, it it all starts to unravel. It's chaos. You know, it, it's unpredictable. It's chaos. Um. So yeah, that and Pedro came back. And the whole Pedro thing was huge because um, the if you turn on the audio description, it did say Pedro Maximoff from the X-Men films or Quicksilver from the X-Men films, which, again, very odd, very odd to say. It could have just said uh, Wanda looks at somebody who is clearly now her brother, but calls him her brother anyway. It was a bit odd, a little bit odd, a little bit of stunt casting. She was there. so ready to accept yeah. it. But I mean, at the same time, it's not off to imagine that. I mean, so many weird things are happening. Yes. You know, like, I, I guess I did this too. <laughs> like, right. Um, now we're going to get into the mock in the middle of it all. Like you said, uh, the all-new Halloween spooktacular. Um, Tommy and Billy have their first Halloween together, even though they're 10. Um, Vision is going to try to see about the neighborhood watch. Um, Petro offers to step in as a father figure. I love the costumes, all of the costumes. Uh, you know, the Vision Chili Con Carne, <laughs> the Sokovian uh, Fortune Teller. I don't even know what what uh, Billy thought he was dressing up as. I don't know what. Yeah, they never said what he thought he was. No. A Strider, the, I guess. There was, I a, level of, there was a level of... Um, self-awareness that the kids had that nobody else had yes i'm kind of wondering if what they really know like we'll get there is something there bro there's something there because i don't under i don't technically understand why they are seemingly somewhere else at the end of this but vision isn't if that makes sense uh well 
the vision was created from the mind stone right inside of her whereas like right. the kids the kids are like is entirely... there, that's what I'm saying is there, is there darker stuff at play is it Wanda plus something else that she shouldn't be messing with to have that, the kids there that's how it was that's how it was in the comics right. they were little slices of Mephisto's soul but right. I don't think that it's the Mephisto thing here <laughs> but yeah. um there's definitely like they were entirely new lives created you know, like, right. whereas the vision is kind of the remnants. Yeah. You know, the thing is, they were breaking away with the hex. Remember? Like, they were, like, literally disintegrating. They're still connected they to the... Of... They're, they're connected to the hex, but that doesn't make them a figment of a imagination. Did we know, start getting into some dangerous conversations, right? With Between that and yeah, vision yeah. as to what is real. Because, like, what the is vi- human. The vision... Know? Yeah, the vision is clearly, like, something from within right why right. like it's like where did the where did she get those kids from and how right. are they still in existence but those right. are still questions that will eventually get answered at the very least these are not like plot holes oh 100 percent. and i'm i'm sort of kind of hoping that they were not figments but like they don't exist a hundred percent as they did i'm hoping somebody's like trying to you know like bader um, but we will see. We've seen how theorizing goes, and we're going to talk about theorizing in a bit. Um, so, Halloween, um, the kids get powers. Billy and Tommy get powers, uh, very similar to their counterparts in the comics. We got the, um, I love the, the ridiculous Quicksilver hair. I, I loved it, because I was like, that's exactly, I remember every time I would see Quicksilver, I'm like, why do they keep giving them those little wisps on the top of his head? But very, very with that character. Um, Vision explores further away from the from Westview in general and sees a bunch of residents standing frozen in their positions, including Agnes. Uh, Vision speaks to Agnes' real self and she tells him that he is dead. Outside Westview, Hayward orders Monica, Darcy, and Jimmy to leave their base for disagreeing with his decision to attack Wanda. But they sneak inside. They hack the computer and discover that he's been tracking Vision's vibranium signature. Vision tries to push through a static wall, but begins to disintegrate. Billy senses this and tells Wanda, who expands the hex. Um, and now everybody is enveloped into the new boundary. Uh-huh. So that was a pretty cool. That was a pretty cool effect, like um, Vision breaking off into pieces uh, as he crossed the threshold and saying, "Like save the children." Like again, even this weird sort of fictitious vision made purely from the memories of him has the wherewithal to save people. Like there's something kind of beautiful there. Right. Um and the idea that like, oh, oh, you try to escape? Okay, so we'll just make it bigger. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is that should have been a little bit of an instance of like uh yeah, she doesn't have full control over this. And you know, at one point Pietro makes a joke and she blasts him. Like she's clearly losing a bit of herself here, um, and I think it's it's pretty apparent. She made it. She kind of. I guess they never really said it explicitly, but that was really the moment, right? She's yeah. like, Okay, that's not my brother. Yeah, she's, <laughs> and she also tells the kids that's not your uncle. Yeah. Um. Uh, the Malcolm in the Middle um lyrics are as followed: Don't try to fight the chaos. Don't question what you've done. The game can try to play us. Don't let it stop the fun. Some days it's all confusion. Easy come and easy go. But if it's all an illusion, sit back and enjoy the show. 
Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going through each distorted day. Let's keep it going. There, there's no way of knowing who's coming by to play. So it's all jacked up. <laughs> that was very really obvious. Yeah, it's all it's all jacked up. Uh, uh, then we get into the modern family of it all, um, which is like, Wanda's over it, right? This is, this is she done made the hex bigger. Things have gone fully out of control. Her brother's here. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. She's going through like a depression. Um, her house starts to change by itself, and she can't control it. Um, Vision is starting to see like sword agents inside the facility, and Darcy, you know, gives him, you know, the scoop of what's going on. Uh, outside Westview, Monica and Jimmy meet with sword people, and then they get that vehicle. There's so much. To, there's so much about the aerospace engineer and the vehicle, and none of it goes anywhere. The vehicle doesn't even go through the wall, uh, but she goes through the wall and um, kind of sorely gets like powers. Uh, she confronts Wanda. Monica tells, I mean, Agnes tells Monica to leave and takes Wanda into her house. Wanda looks for the boys in the basement and discovers a strange lair. And Agatha introduces herself as a witch named Agatha Harkness and reveals she has been interfering with Wanda, in- including sending Petro uh, the imposter and killing Sparky. And that's where we get that banging ass Agatha all along of it all. <laughs> Agatha all along was it? hit it was yes. a itunes chart topper but i also think that's because people have vastly underappreciated the monsters theme song maybe you know maybe people need not. to give the Catherine monsters Hahn, theme song Catherine some love. was a bit of a scene stealer every time she showed up absolutely killing it she's a comedic actress for the most part not saying that she can't do other stuff she definitely has but i think playing up front that she's a comedic character was genius so that you can take the turn she also has a, a hellacious uh, witch laugh. I think she has a pretty she good. Looked, I feel like, honestly, it's messed up to say, but she kind of looked like a witch the whole yeah. time. So, yeah. Uh, like, it was kind of like gave that away from me immediately. <laughs> like, it was like, that's Agatha Harkness. A lot but, they, of... but they definitely weren't trying to hide it either. It was like, this is clearly Agatha Harkness. Her name is Agnes. <laughs> yeah, uh, that it's, it's, it's seen as one of the worst kept secrets on the show, like, uh, that's one of the things people figured out off the rip. Um, and then we got the reveal later on. Uh, the last, the second to last episode is called Previously On. And it's basically like a recap of both these women's lives. We see that uh, Agatha is, is you know, they, go ahead, brother. I was going to say, I feel like, it, I feel like when you call it a recap, we kind of undersell it. Because it was like a more like a giant retcon. Yeah. We're re- re- reframing everything. See, now I'd like to talk about that because I'm confused by... I've heard a lot of people consider this a retcon. Is it the idea idea that um, the bomb wasn't uh, defective? Is that No, man. It's the idea that she had powers the whole time. But in the beginning, it it was never... It was was clearly implied that the Mind Stone gave her powers before. But they never said it explicitly. So it was always open. Right, the, because you assume that in the future, someday we might be able to use mutants. Right. So they use the word enhanced, right? But we never actually is. We never. We we just kind of assume that meant the enhanced human. Right. But really, what they're enhancing is a power that's already there. So it's either a reveal for something that was already planned, or it's a retcon. Yes. But there's no way to know for sure. 
So I'm going right. to assume, I'm just going to call it a retcon because they never explicitly said, but until now. And I highly doubt Josh Whedon had any of that. Josh but, but now that, like I said, recently I found out the way the MCU really works. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I if I don't honestly don't know how much Kevin Feige knew, uh, you know I don't know right. how much of this is happenstance, how much of this is him stumbling forwards, or how much of this he had planned all along. But it's clearly up. It's it's all in one man's mind with maybe some help of some friends. Yeah, they do it. They do a real good job. You know it's funny. Also, we were talking about how this how um, this reminded me of comics. This is also like the penultimate issue, right? Where everything. Kind yeah. of gets explained. <laughs> it's like all the mysteries come up, kind of come out. We know where we have to go. We know what we have to do. It's time to wrap it up in the last issue. Um, but this one, we get some very um, poignant moments with Wanda. Like we see her early life with her uh, family in Sokovia. Uh, we actually see the horrific, uh, you know, situation that took her parents' life um, and her love for sitcoms. Uh, we see that after well we see her in the hydra facility um which is something that i think me and you spoke about right mm-hmm. we were a bit confused as to what events actually happened uh because what from her perspective she goes up in the hydra facility to loki's scepter the scepter stone uh detaches itself goes towards her uh the mind stone breaks from it and goes inside of her or just explodes erupts yeah. or something <laughs> like an entire her comes yeah. out of it <laughs> and then she falls down um but when you look back the scepter is still where it's at with the stone intact yep um what do you what is your uh perspective of what took place there yeah that was that was just the stone uh enhancing wonder that was a visual representation that was her mind showing yeah. her what's happening and her future Maybe, yeah, maybe she has a more in-depth understanding on a weird fundamental cosmic uh, level but, as to uh, what's... Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's it's the mind stone. It's it's yeah. the thing that it does. You know, yeah. that, that was all that was all for her. It revealing itself to her first, you know, and then showing her what she is before giving her the enhancement. And but she, I, guess, I guess what I'm asking is, is there a chance that this... I'm getting a bit tinfoil hat here. Is there a chance that this cosmic energy entity, whatever you would like to call it, of the Mind Stone reached out to Wanda because there also is something cosmic or old world about her? No. You understand what I'm saying? I think think it's more just the genes. I think it's the genes. Like the mutant genes? Like the It's that X like gene, she- baby. Well, I mean it's I would call it we're gonna <laughs> call it an X gene, but like it really there's a I got the I there's not a lot of ways to introduce an entire uh, freaking race of bound yeah. people into a world that already exists. Yeah. Unless they were always there, you know, sleeping. Yeah, and the Mind Stone makes a hundred percent as to why Wanda would have her powers, but Pedro feels a bit weird as to why he would have super speed. Because he can also, he can also, he just had a gene. He's also got a gene. It's her brother. Right, right, right. Because the way, you know, that's how mutants work. That's that's how uh, mutants genuinely work in the MCU. They have the mutant gene and it either gets activated by something yeah, like... dormant or, yeah. Yeah, like, like, like Cap or somebody, you know, somebody that got their powers through science. Yeah. They had a dormant gene or they had an active gene. 
that activated when they became when they became a teenager or they went through puberty. Yeah. If, if we had, had if you if you read enough X Men comics, there's also a dead gene. Yeah. But that happens every so often. There's, there's always a dead gene. <laughs> there's always a dead gene. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, const, a constant. She's a nexus. Uh, Since we're going to get into theories, and yes. we're already on, we're already kind of halfway into mine. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. I want to hear it. What they got? got the dormant gene. Okay. And we've been clearly shown. This is why I say people should pay attention to established concepts. We're showing, we're, we're establishing concepts for the future. In, in, in Endgame, Rocket Raccoon explicitly states, when Thanos snapped, the entire world was surrounded with cosmic energies. Yep. That's a thing. That was mentioned. That is not a throwaway line. No. Yeah. They, that was out. I, I would that say, yep. happened. The entire planet, two to, three times now, has been bathed in this energy. Yep. We've we it's as simple as saying the energy activated mutants. Energy so powerful that the Hulk himself had to put himself in the position to do the thing. Remember? Yep. He was like gamma radiation. Yep. You know, it's too much to kill somebody. Like, and they keep on establishing these different energies. Yeah. And they they establish in one division a new energy, the uh, Big Bang energy, the cosmic yes. energy from the beginning of the universe. Yep. But do again, you... they they mentioned that uh, that was also the uh, that's how the uh, the Big Bang formed the Infinity Stones. There he is. So it's all that. This is all the same kind of energy that just gave Monica her powers. Yes. Who Monica? That's what I'm saying. Been... There's something ancient about the powers because they. And I guess I, I'm assuming that this all gets really busted open in Eternals. Eternals for sure, because if in certain stories, uh, the only reason that powers exist on Earth anyway is because the Celestials uh, planted them here. Yeah. So yeah. it, it, that'd be that's gonna be fun to watch soon. I wonder if they're aware of the Scarlet Witch. Like in general, if that's like something that like, oh man, up oh, it's happened it, again. We gotta scary? we gotta put down the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> do uh, do we know if that's like a prequel movie or if that's a movie taking place now? I have no idea. I think it's probably gonna be both, maybe or maybe like end, like Cap how it ends, yeah, in the present day, kind of deal. Um, but that's the one that people seem to know the least about. But you know um, what I'm. But you know what I'm not gonna do, if mm. these theories don't pan out. Yeah, I'm not gonna hate the fucking. I'm not gonna hate the movie. <laughs> That's crazy because the last episode of the series is the lowest rate ra- rated of the series. Now, um, see, I genuinely believe that in this pandemic, since we've created all these new fans, okay, they don't understand the power of a comic book show theory you know you get television shows and you theorize because you got no material to go off of but what you've seen right well comic book shows these theories are a little bit more advanced they're a little bit more powerful intoxicating because you got source material to go by you got things you got you got things that exist already that are so cool and could be cool on tv too and you really want it goes from being a theory to a want i need this I need this now. You you write it in your head. You convince yourself that this is the best possible scenario, and thus, why do anything else? Exactly. This is the best that they could do it. So anything else other than this is gonna fall short. Exactly. You know, and um. Oh yeah. Uh, I feel like yeah. No, as... we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get there. We're gonna because <laughs> I have I dug up the problematic quotes 
that did got it, that got the cast into into this into this into this mess. So it's not it's not all it's without two, it's two doors because they yeah it's they not all without uh, without blade. But I say I say this because we've been reading comics and watching superhero stuff for a long time. You know, we we were yeah. here we were here. <laughs> you know, like we've yes. been doing this. We've learned we've learned this lesson. The hard and way, and yes. that's and that's why I you know for this episode the one where where the where the retcon takes place, I thought it was extremely touching and emotional. I thought it was one of the best episodes, but um I still felt like there was some depth that they could have gotten to, which I feel like as we stated it was the navigation around not making Wanda's actions malicious. Yeah, but even though they freaking... Because they were not malicious, but I swear they just didn't want to show you how bad it was. Like, Right. I mean, just, when we get to the end, some of the bruises. confessions of the townspeople are horrendous. Right? Yeah, 100%. Now it's left to you. I get what some people are saying. Like, maybe they should have hammered, they should have hammered it down. But then, like, you take away the sympathy. Yeah. Then, no, I like I said, I, I truly... Like... There's no reason why someone in Westview wouldn't like sign up for something like Sword to take Wanda down specifically. Mm-hmm. You understand? <laughs> you know how Tony Stark made a bunch of enemies? Wanda just created an entire town <laughs> of enemies that could ultimately choose to fight the Avengers just because of her. You know, so we we have that to look forward to. But another thing I was gonna say is that I think I think that the pure depths of Tom King's vision made this feel a little light to me, but I still think that the depths here were impressive. Uh, specifically, as somebody, you know, we've been talking a lot in general, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of mental health checks amongst the clique, amongst our own personal family of comic book clique, because we all are in various parts of the world uh, with this pandemic happening and all the craziness. It's, we try to keep tabs on each other. And so... And not always feeling like my best, I really, really totally got when uh, Wanda says, it's just like this wave crashing over me again and again. It knocks me down. And when I try to stand up, it just comes for me again. And I can't. It's going to drown me. Like, I, I think we've all felt that at some point, whether it was with grief, trauma, um, you know, not knowing what to do next. Life is so life is what i say sometimes because there's nothing else to compare it to <laughs> it's the longest complicated most complicated most not making sense thing of the world most, the greatest and worst it's all of it um and to see wanda just kind of give up to the idea that she just might always be upset and sad like i think we've all gotten there yeah 100 we've all been at that point of like oh i guess this is just what life is you know, um, and it's incredibly sweet that Vision ends up giving the the awesome series of lines. You know, uh, no, no, Wanda, and she says, "Well, how do you know?" And he says, "Because it can't all be sorrow, can't it? I've I've always been alone, so I don't feel the lack. It's all I've ever known. I've never experienced loss because I've never had a loved one to lose. What is grief if not love persevering?" Which is an amazing line. That awesome really freaking line. That was amazing. Yeah, I, I, uh, there's a couple times I got caught off guard here, like this yeah. and then the, in the end. But, um, that, uh, that, that was really good stuff. That was high art shit. That, that was yeah. good stuff. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. Um, and with this whole show being about grief, ultimately these acts become about love as opposed to 
brainwashing <laughs> evil dark magic <laughs> stuff. But uh, we find out that, you know, um, after everything happened, um, Wanda went to go get Vision's body, but Hayward was like, we're not going to put all that by bringing him into the ground. And I truly believe him in that sense. Like, I'm with you, I, bro. I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> um, she, she got it too, though. Yeah. yeah, she did. She didn't argue with it. She's like, uh, right. she was like, I'll break this glass, but, you know, <laughs> she broke the glass. Uh, she can't feel any life in Vision, so she drives to a lot in Westview that he had bought for her before his death so they could live there together. Um, she opens the deed, this little heart there. She, He has bought her land so they can grow old. And in a fit of grief, she manifests a house and a new version of Vision and the Hex and transforms all of Westview. And all of this happens. Um, and this is all being... All of this is being walked through as Agatha and um, Wanda go through these events. And at this point, now that... It seems seemingly Agatha has figured out that Wanda is an incredibly powerful magic person. So she came to Westview and did a bunch of things to try to poke and prod her to see how truly powerful that she is. And after seeing all of the evidence, she has uh, concluded that not only is she dangerous, but the specific kind of magic that she's using is called chaos magic. And that makes her the Scarlet Witch. Dun, dun, dun. I popped because I've been waiting for the chaos magic mention. Yes. Like, yeah. Chaos magic Wanda. And I was yeah. like, yes. <laughs> I know what that is. Um, yeah, so. And she's like choking the kids. With, <laughs> with, with like, these like doggy leashes yeah magic magic leashes um but it's funny because i had like a long conversation about that too i'm like what a because I, I i was on the agatha's not black and white villain train for a while and i was like i could totally see the guttural reaction you have to seeing somebody restrain children by their necks with rope <laughs> there's a reaction you have and that that's you're meant to as a human um but they're not kids. Like, they're not... You're right, they're not... I guess that depends on who you ask. Because right, I happen to know that they grow up into actual people. So No, wait, whoa, those whoa. Are doesn't doesn't Don't those spirits disperse into the universe and go into actual, peop, actual people that then grow into Billy and Tommy? Those, that was those, my, so that was my knowledge of the events. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're not... They they're not corporal, people. I guess is the word. That's yeah. not a, they're not their corporal form. They seem to be bothered by the thing around their neck, and if they were bothered, then that's to say that the lady was choking a child. But but if this is a magic lady using magic leashes on a magic being, they would be bothered. It's worse. It, that mean that just makes it worse. If it, that's if not it, makes it worse. If it was a regular, if it was a regular rope, it would be better. It doesn't make not, no it's no better. no. I'm saying you're. Yeah. I'm saying Those the fact kids. that they were in pain. The fact that they were in pain. Doesn't 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 claim whether or not they were innocent or not. The same way, the fact those that they, people have a mom those doesn't children. make them innocent or not. Those are children of they, the they, devil. They were created <laughs> of the of the devil. Oh no, no child is a, no child should ever be held accountable for the sins of the father. That's true. That's true. I've seen uh, I've seen men in uh, even the devil. far far away get out of that shadow. Because even if sense. they're not corporal, they're innocent beings. They're just beings they are born, they innocent they beings live. are they're, they innocent beings why they're because taking they're place in this very malicious 
They're not taking malicious. Place in this, no, they're children. They, they're they were born through this malicious act of creating yeah. our, their own world, creating your own world. Was it malicious? There was a lady. It was a, a grief-stricken woman. Talk to Dottie. Talk to Dottie. Whose real name ain't Dottie, people. Sarah. Who made a baby. <laughs> Her name Who is Sarah. And you put newspapers in your shoes. Um. Uh, and yeah, what Sarah's like, uh, can you please take my daughter out of her room, please? She hasn't been out of her room in weeks. She's Shit like that. Malicious. Choke them, choke them little demon kids. How is she feeding the babies? I don't know. You know, but that's, see, that's the thing. At one point, and this, explain this to me. At one point, Vision yells at her, right? And what does she tell him? She says, do you really think this is all me making everybody at all times mow the lawn and go to school and... So was she lying? Or no, was she's it? just not. She's not up. Could you, could you imagine if you woke up tomorrow with the world, like with this happening to you? Like, there's no way that's me. Like, there's no way this is all me. Like, something. Is I happening. guess she has never seen something to that scope. Nobody has before. No. Like, yeah. That's entirely unprecedented. I don't even. I don't even have a mental reference right. for this. That makes more sense. Um, besides the Scarlet Witch, in a mid-credit scene, we see Hayward reactivate his version of the Vision, uh, the all-white uh, uh, Vision. All-white, the white Vision. People were calling him Spectral Vision. Is that a thing? Is that like no, a comic book thing? No, I never heard that. I mean, maybe, but I've never heard it. Uh, I like calling vision. him White Vision because it's white evil. Vision. It's evil. <laughs> it's evil. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I was thinking, bro. I was like, we're going to go with crazy, uh, crazy fan theories because it doesn't really matter at this point. Um, White Vision gets the memories from Vision, realizes that uh, the thing that's different between them is the Mind Stone. The last person to do some studying on the Mind Stone is uh, Shiri. So the villain in Black Panther is White Vision. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the what? <laughs> I'm calling it. The white vision. It might be a little on the nose. <laughs> it might be a little on the nose. We have to defeat him with our truth. That's it. That's it. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. So, uh, so we get a series finale. Um, series finale, not season finale. Series. Seemingly, WandaVision is uh, over. This can't um, be. This can't. I don't know. People were genuinely asking for more, but like, this can't. This should not have another. No, no. And as somebody who, like I said, lords things like Tom King's Vision, I don't want Tom King's Vision too. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I like my little, the little tight little story that I got there. So I'm fine that this stays where this is here. Um, but Agatha attempts to take Wanda's chaos magic, but is interrupted by the Vision, who tries to kill Wanda before her conditional Vision intervenes. That's the thing that happens a lot in comic book movies, right? They, somebody shows up, the other person thinks that they're all cool, and then they start squishing their face or hugging them too hard. Yeah. And he's like, Wanda. And she's like, ah, my baby. And then he's like, Grr. he almost crushes her whole face off. I'm like, damn, this is getting real. Um, is, is Wanda's vision, is that vibranium real? Like, again, back into the real and not real thing. I guess because the thing is... is I personally don't think it's it's a question of whether it's real or it's not real because it's a, it was created. 
Being yes, spontaneous creation. Being a spontaneous it creation. Ge- it genuinely was created. You, you, I, I would assume it's just a reworking of the mass that already exists everywhere. The atoms, etc. You know? So I could, I don't know if she's entirely aware of how she did it, but the want and the ability to do can create a vibranium vision. Yeah, and children. And rem- I will listen. <laughs> no, I asked that because you know that one of the things was that Hayward was tracking the vibranium body. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it was real. You it know, was it real. Was, or at it least was, trackable. It was definitely real. That's another. That, that's. I feel like that. That's uh, the, what they were trying to say when they uh, showed the outfit, Monica's outfit. Yeah. Turning into uh It was just reworked matter. Yes. Yeah. So yes. that exists. Yeah. Because it was because her Teflon outfit uh, got reworked into those seventies clothes, but the clothes themselves were still made of Teflon. Because if really, if you think about what Agatha was saying, Wanda, the only reason the Vision and the kids were undone is because they were tied to the broken hex spell. So if she figured out how to do the spell right, she, right. she could just do it again the right way. And I guess I guess where my confusion lies, and I'm not that confused anymore, but where, where I was getting tied up is this idea of taking something and you know rearranging the atoms versus having no atoms at all and creating mm-hmm. them from scratch uh, whether or not there was a difference there like i i guess my my problem was i assumed things made from scratch were illusions and things converted were just can be converted back yeah um but yeah, i no. guess ultimately they're all creations yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's i get, i would assume because you know they say like masses everywhere yeah, anything. Yeah. The, problem, the, the, the thing that the kids, that we have to worry about with the kids is where did the souls come from? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's question. That's what I'm Something, some essence besides, because even in the comic, remember, like Wanda, if she wasn't around the kids, they wouldn't be mm-hmm. existing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is a case of where, wherever that they are now at the end, at the end of this, they are existing continuously and seemingly in trouble are are they in trouble like that that's all those questions are, are, are really really she interesting could be, she could be being tricked there's a lot going I on i think i think that she might be being tricked also if i'm not mistaken the the audio is very similar to when agatha had her had them in the basement that might be like oh mom help that might be help. a covid uh, no, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. One hundred percent there too. But I, I wonder if, like, again, like, who would I do? What think, would they though, be in trouble for? Would they just be lost, or would they just, or, or do you I, think someone has them? I do think that they are. Um, that this is a trick, and it's gonna lead to Wanda having to like be like, fuck, you know, I really don't have any kids, and then yeah. the kids are actually out there though. Oh my god! <laughs> because yeah. they are. Yeah. They are. I mean, come. It the signs are there, man. Young yeah. Avengers are coming. Yes. They're all over the place right now. And to, do, and to do all this work and throw these characters away would be... No way. You set up the perfect... You set up the Young Avengers. It's been done. They even cast Riri, didn't they? Yeah. You got, they're going to make their own Young Avengers with 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 icon Young Avengers. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's going to be pretty legit. Cause Spider-Man. Have, they'll spin them all out. They'll spin out... Um, you know, we'll have a different Hawkeye. We'll have... Uh, like I said, different Iron Man, probably a different Thor. I'm not sure that that second Black Widow is enough to carry it alone. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll see whenever the hell that comes out. I keep thinking to myself um, that I, I don't know if you remember, but the third Captain America film was initially titled Captain America and the Serpent Society. Yeah, they were like that was like the troll title. It was like a yeah, <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. So I, I'm wonder I'm wondering if there's one in in Phase Four, whether it's Quantum Mania or uh, Love Quantum and Thunder Mania or. Stupid. Or multiverse of madness, like of madness. Maybe it's something uh, else, you know. Mad. It's it's an angry multiverse. <laughs> multiverse of Ma- Maximoff, or some kind of mutant multiverse, or some kind of. I definitely don't think the mutants are coming until Phase Five. Or yeah, whatever. later. later. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because they would have had to pause everything that they were currently doing to fit mm-hmm. them in, mm-hmm. uh, and that they're not one to do that. I think, but but again, that scene where. We're shown that Wanda had the powers as a child. That was it for me. That's yeah. the that's the very first reference to a mutant. Oh, I was gonna ask you. Like a lot of times with shows like this, we people will say, you know, damn that what like to be honest, that one scene made the show for me. Do you have a a moment like that? Uh, hmm. I I don't. Know that I had one scene like that. Maybe the end, maybe, maybe that final moment that she had with Vision. It, yeah. but, but I don't know that it made the show for me. I thought that the journey of this show, the the weird, un like there's never been a show like this before. Yeah, it was many shows. Yeah, you know the closest I can think of is when I you the like and watch a cartoon. Like the Fairly Odd Parents, and the kid gets sucked into the TV. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know something like that. But I've never seen it done and then done. So it, this could have been a gimmick. This could have been a trash sitcom gimmick. Every week yeah. we do a different sitcom, and the end supervillain battle. Right. It was poignant. It was deep. It was. It was. It still had the charm of all these sitcoms. So many different things that should not work together, like a disgusting-looking soup that tastes yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So the whole show for me—it's—it's it's the combination of all those things that really makes it. I don't know that one scene makes it for me, but I'm sure I can pick some favorites if I yeah. had to. You know? Um. So yeah, well, we got our visions fighting. Uh. While That's- Agatha. Freeze the residents of Westview, and that's when they tell us about the horrors that uh, have been going on with Wanda, with Wanda being in control, including um, them all. Every time they all sleep, they see her nightmares, um, and certain kids are being kept in their rooms were, and stuff. Uh, Felt very you, kill gravy. I was gonna say, were you disappointed with the uh, CGI battle ending? I think there uh, were some. There was a lot of people who were like disappointed because they feel like it delved it broke down into a cgi battle like they it, it's so it. weird yeah so i remember initially it, it's funnier when you go back and look at people's episode to episode reactions because i think that there were a lot of people that by the time we got to the episode before last half of them were like you know what i don't need a cgi fight and the other half <laughs> were like this better be a cgi fight <laughs> um so i think people it what's funny is I, and I, I guess I'm going to have to do more research on it in general. What I feel like this show made us go through the stages of grief. 
Like, you understand? Where we're, like, angry, and then we're in denial. No, 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 it's got to be Mephisto, you know? And then it's, like, bargaining. Well, it, it, it's cool that they just had him in the show, you know? And then and going all around with it. Was there uh, any theories that you had, like, specifically? Not, like, not any that... That the like the Mephisto thing, I honestly had never. That was not mine. Like I never. Yeah, had yeah. Theory. I don't know enough about the guy in general to know the hallmarks. I know general. he that, ruined Spider Man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're saving him for. Is that uh, no way to, home to ruin Spider Man? Yeah, but uh, uh, I definitely yeah. My yeah. only theory, and we spoke about it a bit, and I think it was more for the heel turn that I was talking about, was this idea that the Scarlet Witch would be a prophecy entity. Uh, like the Phoenix Force, in which it, it it has existed throughout time, it chooses a vessel uh, that can host it, and it it brings about Armageddon. Um, <laughs> we are like two thirds there. I don't think we're gonna get full entity thing, but she is somebody that has a legend around her. Her energy is, you know, and I guess because some of that's the Mind Stone, the big, the big Bang energy. Uh, etc and she does prophesize to be the ender of worlds so there's there's a bit of that there but i wanted it i wanted the entity factor because i wanted to separate the scarlet witch from wanda because of the culpability that we were talking about because of the placing the blame you know I'm this way sorry, we can say i know sorry. i know this way we can say <laughs> this way we can say oh but you know that part wasn't wanda that was yeah. the scarlet witch you know what I'm saying? Yeah. she snapped at that moment and that became a whole but yeah, we're not we're not getting that. Um, <laughs> and I guess the, the the cameo was the other big thing. But we'll get into why people were getting all about that uh, in the first place. Um, uh, they tell her to yeah. So she's like the 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 the, the people are like yeah, you ruined our lives. And then they kind of she has a captain a captain a doctor Manhattan moment <laughs> where everyone's yelling and she's like. Uh, stop and she accidentally simultaneously choked everyone at the same time which I was like you should look into things if that's the first thing that came <laughs> came out <laughs> like if, was, if that's the first thing your mind went to I think you should she's uh, got a she's got a fetish yeah she's there's some things yeah I'm almost sure Dottie was like harder but you know I don't have any proof um, but no, I think it's uh, the worm He's like, why? That was why norm, why, yeah, that, why'd you let go? <laughs> yeah, that's not that's Norm's that's Norm's deal. Um, but yeah, so she they're like, okay, I'll let you guys go. So she opens up the hex, big uh, red uh, space beam, and then as she's opening it up, she realizes that her kids and Vision are disappearing. So she can't. So she closes it back up. Uh. We find out, Monica finds out that Petro is not Petro, it's this guy named Ralph Boner, who was under Agatha's control and um, was being used to mess with Wanda. Um, She also helps the the twins stop S.W.O.R.D. Uh, Hayward shot at the kids, but they're not kids. (laughs) So, it doesn't matter. And Monica, and Monica, uh, yeah, Monica, uh, took the bullets, so she's showing a lot of her photon, uh, photon powers, spectrum powers. It should Pretty be. Cool. It should be mentioned that I know a lot of people were underwhelmed, but this wasn't the original ending. Oh yeah, well, I got that. I got that as well. Uh, uh, for the people here, like I said, it's incredibly interesting how all this happened because a lot of people are being told that they expected something that was never going to happen, and then you realize 
through a little bit of homework that there was some things in the woodworks to get those things to happen. But, you know, other things stopped them. So I thought that was interesting. I saw uh, something I couldn't... Uh, I saw something that I could not get to prove before I got on... Uh, before we got on. I couldn't get to do my research, my due diligence to find out if it was true. Where okay. it was like people were... Uh, that, like, they honestly planned to introduce someone as the uh, aerospace engineer, but it wasn't heavy enough. <laughs> like, it wasn't... They were worried that they implied too strongly. Yeah, there, there's something There's something to that. There's something to that. And they um, were like, yeah, we're going to ruin whoever we introduce right now because it yeah. never live up to what it could be. Yeah, I, I, I'm... I, I got, I got that. I'm gonna get there, cause it's, it, like I said, it's just like, wh- then what? <laughs> like what? Uh, Vision restores White Vision's memories, um, and he takes off. Uh, Wanda places a magical ruins around the barrier that prevent Agatha from using her mag magic, and then takes her Scarlet Witch persona, beautiful outfit, amazing hair, loving the red eyes. What are you thinking of the new Scarlet Witch outfit? You know, I was watching Age of Ultron as Disney Plus begged me to do for Please. eight weeks <laughs> would you be interested yeah i guess i'll finally give it a guy you have a chatting. moment to talk about <laughs> and i noticed she kind of had a suit on back then that she never wore again and she only oh, wore it in oh the, at the end right? at the final scene when she floats down so it occurred to me that she had a reference point for this outfit and i thought that that was cool because normally in superhero material, they create these things out of thin air. And it's like, where where'd you get the idea to make something so elegant? You're not a fashion designer, you know? But I was glad to see that she, it, it was a, it was creative because she kind of already had something in mind. Yeah. I like yeah. details. Yes. <laughs> uh, we got, yeah, we got the rune thing. I, I loved... Um, I like the little crown. I think it. I like the how it looks like an ornament. Like it's not just a solid piece of something. Um, I like the design inside of it. I'm gonna miss the cleavage. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm glad they gave it the, the witch witch like sleeves. I really dig the hoodie. The hoodie is, a, is my jam. The hoodie's um, oh the red riding hood. Cape. Yeah, yeah. Little little hoodie, little Sokovian hoodie. That's the way it's supposed to be. It's perfect. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, but she does that. Uh. And she basically uh, takes all her magic back, traps um, Agatha as Agnes, mm-hmm. so that she's coming back. Evil. Um, yes. Wanda says goodbye to Vision and the twins before collapsing the barrier and then goes into hiding. In a mid credit scene, Hayward is arrested while Monica is informed by a scrawl that a friend of her mother's wants to meet. In a post credit scene, Wanda is studying the Darkhold in her astral form when she hears... The twins cry for help. Uh, so yeah. Um, um, that uh, is that scroll. Is that the same little girl scroll? From I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I saw and posted on behalf of comicbook.com a picture of uh, young Monica talking to a scroll. I wouldn't be surprised if they made that connection, but I think in general it's just this idea that she, why she wouldn't freak out off the rip. You know, like, oh my god, what the hell, what? You want me to go where and who the hell are you? Uh, she, since she's, being, she's down. I was going to say, since it's being teased, I should mention, I'm kind of disappointed Secret Invasion is a Disney Plus show and not a event movie. But then, at the same time, the Disney Plus shows get 
more time to space things out. So, you know, maybe I'm warming up to the idea that it can be bigger than a movie as a so show. So, my, my, my problem with Secret Invasion is seemingly the scrolls are on the good side. So, what it, does Secret Invasion even look like? It's kind of small scale. It's my thing. What do you think is going to be a band of... of uh... It's a Nick Fury show. <laughs> but no, but I'm saying, what is the invasion? A band of 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 angry scrolls going against the good scrolls? I just think the scrolls were liars. <laughs> but why is she? Why is if no? Because wh- you got to be careful that you can't do that. Because in the other movie, they were al- allegory for like immigrants. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what they were like refugees. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, what are you? What's how do you do secret invasion when you told this story of refugees? Isn't that, that's what I'm very confused as to like, <laughs> what they're going to end up doing. And I also, I'm not excited for a Disney Plus show because, in my opinion, the best part of Secret Invasion was finding out what high-profile characters were scrolls. And I don't think a Disney Plus show, as shown by here, is going to include many high-profile characters. I was we're gonna so find worried. Out, that yeah, um, we're going to find out like that. That's like, oh my God, Tim in accounting this entire hey, time. Hey, <laughs> listen, they hired Chris Evans again, and we don't know for what. You're right. <laughs> um, no, I'm still I was going gonna... with my Hydra Cap theory though. I was so worried that Monica was a scroll for like two minutes. I was like, no, please, no. This would be so stupid. Hmm. No, she got all those fucking powers and everything. (laughs) Uh, um, I kind of want her powers to be explained, too. I want want to really see what that vision is all about. Something a little bit more? Um, Yeah, because she's obviously hit a whole new new level there. and yeah, that's all going to be explained in Captain Marvel. We got uh, Darcy supposed to be in Thor. We got uh, Jimmy Woo supposed to show up in Quantum Mania. Is she actually and, coming back to Thor? I believe so, unless I got that wrong. Um, see, it's, I mean, everybody's showing back up. Well, at least so. Jane Foster is. <laughs> so, so we'll see if they have um, more room for my girl Darcy. The biggest thing about this, like we said again was the the fan reaction slash fan theory backlash about all this. Um, you know, I mentioned all the devil the devil mentions by Agatha, which were just Easter eggs, pulling people along uh, where there wasn't actually no devil. Maybe it was just more stuff pointed towards witchcraft in general. Um, Dottie being the king, key to everything in Westview. Like I said, the person that you need to impress in the cul-de-sac. The idea that like, that feels even more malicious. Like, it's one thing to accidentally create a situation, uh, you know, accidentally create a fake reality. It's another step to then take an innocent person and make that person your fictional villain in your <laughs> in your <laughs> fake story. Uh, but, you know, uh, to each his own. I feel like there was another... Um, no, no, that's all that there. But, yeah, two big interviews... Um, sparked a lot of controversy one of them was an interview with tv line where elizabeth olsen was interviewed on february 22nd and this is in response to the quote-unquote luke skywalker cameo in wandavision so back in december fellow disney plus series the mandalorian stunned viewers with mark hamill's appearance as luke skywalker which had shockingly remained a secret until the season two finale aired when asked if wandavision has any similar anything similar in store namely a casting that she cannot believe hasn't leaked yet Olsen gave us a quick yes and though she dared not to offer any specifics she did share with a laugh that I'm really excited for viewers to see what or who is coming 
WandaVision creator Jack Schaefer was similarly tight-lipped about who might pop up on the show, but she did confirm for TV Line, there are so many surprises left in store for the five remaining episodes. I encourage all fans to settle in. There's no, uh, there's more coming. So people went bananas guessing what this Luke Skywalker cameo was, and then when Chris Evans showed up, Chris Evans, Evan Peters showed up, uh, we all bugged out and figured that that was it because the cameo was not i don't think that for it to be a luke skywalker s cameo uh and for pietro to be that that would be that that's pietro in my opinion mm-hmm. to, you can't do a luke skywalker style cameo if mark hamill shows up playing a different character then it's not a cameo is it right like it or i guess it might be an actor cameo and so it's like when he's the trickster, but he's not the Joker. Right, right. Um, like, and then oh, that's cute. And then Paul Bettany got himself into, into some trouble literally two weeks later when <laughs> he did a, a uh, interview with Esquire. Uh, and literally the the title of the article is like, Paul Bettany on which cameo the fans haven't guessed yet. <laughs> at, at, that was the name of the, uh, the article. I was very surprised by that clickbaity article uh, title. Uh, he says, truth is, of all the characters we were trying to keep a secret, a lot of them got out through leaks. Yes, he said. There is one character that has not been revealed. It is very exciting. It is an actor I've longed to work with all my life. We have some amazing scenes together, and I think the chemistry between us is extraordinary <laughs> and fireworks on set. He wasn't lying. I love him. <laughs> Turns out, I think the morning of or... The day before, I actually found a good the Good Morning America interview where he's like, "Oh yeah, it's totally me." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it was it the week leading up to the last episode because they revealed already in the end credits and they asked." Yeah. And he's like, yeah. "Yeah, it was me." <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people got upset over that. People were talking about Patrick Stewart. A lot of people thought Doctor Strange was going to show up. I was down for that, but I'm more down for the like the extremely tight connective tissue. Like, to me, best case scenario, this goes right into Multiverse of Madness. It Multiverse will. of Madness doesn't... Multiverse of Madness is a year out, which means we still have various different parts of the Marvel Universe to shade in before, For we, sure. you know, before we cut into this whole thing. I, uh, so, I'm, I'm fine with that. My thing with Doctor Strange is that um, I'm not angry about, like, on a technical level that if we didn't get uh, ben, uh, Bender saying... <laughs> <laughs> Benderkin Cumbersnitch. <laughs> we didn't get we didn't get the actor to show. I'm more like the character really should be involved in this situation. Like, yeah, it's your job. It's like a bank being robbed and the police aren't here yet. Like, where are you, Strange? Yeah, this is but, your but, job. But, but but like a very specific bank, like your bank. Yeah, <laughs> you like, know, like right. <laughs> <laughs> because this is like your jam. And Agatha says. That uh, she is more powerful than Scarlet Witch, or she is meant to become more powerful. He than doesn't Scarlet even Witch. Live. Uh, the Super Sorcerer Supreme. Sorry, he doesn't live that far away. No, he was able to fucking feel when Thor and Loki showed up immediately. Yeah, but Scarlet Witch was twenty miles down the highway, and he has shown it, up. Is that a statement on just how ignored New Jersey is? Is that what that's about? <laughs> Is that what's going on? Is that what that's about? You might as well have him address it that way. New Jersey. No wonder. (laughs) I don't even... 
Do you expect me to go to Jersey, Jersey, Wong? <laughs> I'm the Sorcerer Supreme of everywhere but New Jersey. In, in, in this climate? <laughs> New Jersey's like magic Switzerland. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so, yeah, those things caused a lot of people to speculate and, you know, it became what it was. These are some of the notes I took from the Matt Shackman interview on Fat Man Beyond, the Kevin Smith podcast. Shackman on Fat Man. Shackman on Fat Man. Uh, so the role sitcoms playing Wanda's life was always going to be a big um, thing, like I said before. They always knew the show was going to be about grief and that the final act would be about acceptance, which is kind of what we got there. Um, the sitcom scenes, the sitcom scenes were all filmed on a back lot because they wanted them to feel fake as well. They yes. said that those old shows had a real fakeness to them that is hard to replicate. Um, and that the actual money to put in to like build all that would be astronomical so there's a set that has all these old houses in the neighborhood like uh, the IGN genie house the bewitched house etc and so they filmed there um the aerospace engineer was intent was unintentional it was never meant to be something that for people to study or research or come up with uh something else that was an unintentional the kick-ass joke was, oh, was, un- it? was unintentional it was supposed to be her repeating kick ass was supposed to be her being alerted to the fact that he was being a bad influence with the kids. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. She probably uh, should have been angrier about that. But uh, yeah. 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 But I was like, come on, kick ass. The actors. Come on. It's all right there. Like It's both actors were in the movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that's why it's like, uh, yeah, kick ass. We totally get kick ass. It's not. That's not the joke. I would have taken it. Some of that stuff I would have taken. I'm like, oh, yeah, we. Oh, I'm surprised it took you so long to figure it out. <laughs> that We totally meant to do that. <laughs> um, the director had full say on the design of the costume for Wanda. And his yeah. biggest concern was the was the size of the crown. I thought he was going to say the size of the... Uh... Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> the size of the Ian. <laughs> uh, but I think the crown has a, it's a good size. Uh, we got the more cartoonish crown in the Halloween special. So I like I like the the size of the crown here. Um, when directing the first episode, he did not have all nine scripts completed. Oh shit! So this was you know this was like I, I think it got to the point that had they wanted to add anything else, it wouldn't have come out on time. Like that's how tight the everything was with all that. Is it because it's because of the COVID stuff, right? Yeah. Um, sorry. Olsen and Bettany both have strong, a strong understanding of their character motivations, so it was a blast to work with them. Uh, the Agatha all along scenes were shot after they shot each episode and after the studio audience had already left so that they could use the time periods and the makeup and stuff that they already had on for those episodes. So they would shoot the 50s episode and then she would shoot her 50s ver- part of Agatha all along mm-hmm. and then 60s, 70s, etc. Um... He, uh, they had no idea it would chart on iTunes. <laughs> um, he compared his role in the MCU to a person running and passing the baton, uh, to both Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Doctor Strange too. Uh, so that's where he sees himself because they're asking like, "Do you want to do other stuff?" And he's like, "I really just feel like I'm moving along, the overall <laughs> narrative of everything." He's like, "No, <laughs> no, no, do you know how long all that all that theorizing? I'm straight. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Like, you people messed this up for me." 
So um, we spoke a little bit about this, but the purpose of the commercials was to flesh out uh, Wanda's history and uh, add to the TV aesthetic and play on the themes of the show. But they have, according to him, they have nothing to do with the Infinity Stones. So that was another theory that was going on, going around. But this is what I like to call Finale Gate. This is what you were talking about. So according to the director himself, uh, we wrapped in Atlanta and the pandemic hit and we ended up having several months off. So further changes happened during that. We were doing post-production and then ideas would come up and little changes would happen. One of the changes was Monica Rambeau's role for the finale. The rogue sword agent and newly empowered hero, hero's curiosity didn't have much to do in the finale apart from the uncovered, uh, the secret behind Ralph Boner, which is a reference to Growing Pains, which <laughs> Shackman starred in as a child actor. Interesting. Uh, I, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know anything about that. See? Uh, she's supposed to give Wanda a tender parting piece of validation. We built and rebuilt so many different versions of how Monica would function in the finale. She had in some versions a much bigger role to play in the larger fight that was happening. One of those ver- In one of those versions, uh, Monica had a whole storyline with Ralph, Darcy, and Wanda's kids. And it was even shot before it was ultimately cut due to unfinished uh, VFX. It was a segment that would have uncovered the true form of Agatha's robot familiar, Senior Scratchy. Uh, we did have something planned for Senior Scratchy, which we ultimately couldn't do because the finale had so many different chess pieces. But we did have a whole sequence where Darcy, Monica, and Ralph meet up with the kids. And they're in Agatha's house, and they think that maybe they should steal the dark hole from the basement because the kids had seen it down there, and they were being held hostage. Why take the book? I'm very curious as to... Because it was glowing and it looks like that maybe it could be the source of the power. It could help their mother. Yeah. And they go down to get the book and they reach out to get the book. And the and the rabbit hops on the front of the book. And they're like, oh, Senior Scratchy, he's the best. And they reach over to scratch him and he hisses. And this whole America, American <laughs> werewolf in London transformation happens. Where the rabbit turns into this big demon. And a Goonies set piece ensues where they try to escape from the rabbit. Oh, we shot it, but we didn't finish all the vfx for it it was a great sequence it was super fun and everyone was great in it but we ended up moving it aside because it was a huge detour in the middle of everything going on uh they act he had like a little bit of a q a um and they you know the one question that i really only really cared about from his point of view was why bring petro back why do it and he said that people have been asking him that and they're like you did you did it just like iron man 3 with the mandarin and he said my favorite part of iron man 3 was the mandarin (laughs) so that was very telling he said his favorite part of iron man 3 was trevor um which then also reminds me of the nick fury i thing i remember that i hate that i hate that they do this Let's just rob this. The longer they thing. take, the longer they take to give us an answer to something that we're looking for. Is seemingly the bigger chances that it's not going to be something fulfilling. Stupid! It's um, why would you not make something fulfilling on purpose? Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. And because it, it's on, it's only a joke to you. Nobody I, else is laughing. <laughs> I get right. That's horrible. That's Nobody dis- else is laughing. Disgusting. Uh, to paraphrase. To those upset about the lack of mutants in multiverse, they're coming. You know they're coming. 
Yeah. You know we're getting Multiverse of Madness. You know that mutants were announced at Comic-Con. And guess what? We're even getting a Mandarin. Um, casting Pedro as Evan Peters was about him playing with the sitcom trope of replacing actors, uh, which was, you know, prominence in the sitcom world. Yep. And also seeing Wanda willing to accept her brother with a different face shows how far gone she her, this grief has her. Uh, she barely questions it, even though none of it makes sense. That's awesome. I mean, I still didn't like it. but it's- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, not to get too much into the weeds here, but this was an incredible weekend for me as a, both a fan of professional wrestling and comic books because I think something else happened where the ending wasn't particularly everybody's favorite. And now people are rallying behind to come, you know, to have a, a in-universe reason as to mm-hmm. yeah, but it's better than why, ignoring, it's better why than ignoring the thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, people are disappointed in both. What do you think about this whole like uh, grief, Evan Peters thing? Do you think it? No, no, that's fine. Cracks? That's that's perfect. I mean, the reasoning behind there's nothing wrong with the with with it. It's just like it was. Well, it was so big. It, it was. Um, <laughs> This was not the time. <laughs> well, I guess you got maximum effect out of it. So good job. It didn't affect the enjoyment of the show. So like, at the end of the day, it's not. It wasn't like a mistake. It's just like if you ask me why I didn't like it, it's because it was such a big thing. It seemed like such a big moment. It was the only oh sh- oh holy shit moment in the show. Yeah, and it ended up being a joke. You know, like a throwaway joke. And I kind of hate when that happens because the MCU is. Is 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 notorious for removing the weight of, of oh, the situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Just, now that you mentioned that, you know the people who are really theorizing the most, I would want to say, are comic heads or people who got incredibly invested into the MCU. You know, and really want to try to suss these things out. People who have read comics and had familiar stories. I really Obviously, don't those think are the people so. that pop. But I'm saying, I, I honestly think, don't think. I feel like it was people who saw. Other people theorizing about things and read wikis and feet lists and things like that. Okay, okay. Took their, I can see uh, that as well. Because there, there's like, that was an entire, like like I said earlier, it's just like an entire giant freaking group. Groups of people who are not, who are more like, you know, like they, they, they do this type of thing for Game of Thrones. You know, like yeah. Theorize what I felt, I just feel like the suit reveal, I feel like the suit reveal is, um, like for like that, that felt like it was for us. Is what I'm trying to say. The super reveal was for us. I was just talking right. about more of the disappointed theorizers. <laughs> but but I'm saying that though the the us that that they had to think was also gonna bite on the quicksilver of it all, right? I that's that's the only people that's who would my know. Issue. Yeah, that, know, that's like, what I'm saying. Like that's my issue. Like if you knew you gave us the suit, then to say that the Evan Peters thing wasn't, you know, to fuck with us. You had to also know that was going to do that too, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, they knew. They knew. There's no right. way in the world that they didn't think it would fuck with people. They it's were, the, it's doing... the wand of it all. How much of this did, did you know? Did yeah, you do, they, Wanda? They were trolling. <laughs> they were clearly trolling. Yeah. You know, like, I, and it's like some of that, so, so some of the backlash they brought upon themselves. But um, it, it, I don't think it's going to affect the overall placement of Wanda in the pop culture spectrum okay you know um, she's she's got a lasting impact i think 
one of the uh, last things, and you're, you're, you you were getting right into it, so I'm, I'm glad you uh, got us there, is that I personally think that the Ralph Boner of it all might be one of those things where it might not have been it might not have been seen through the way they wanted to do it this time but it, it's going to keep a lot of us off the speculation train for a while and whether or not that was intentional i think is interesting what do you think know. is the I future of for of fan of fan speculation when it comes to the mcu <laughs> It's the change. same. That is change. Yeah, it's gonna get worse <laughs> because it's made to be that way. It's on purpose. It causes you don't. It but you don't think like the Mephisto thing became a joke? It, it is a joke. It's been a joke. But but like it then it then he'll come. And right. Yeah. Then, uh, like things will happen. You know. Like there, there's they do. This is what the MCU is. It's what comic books are. You know. Like we're always planting seeds for the next story. We're trying to keep you here for the next time. Yeah. <laughs> so people are always gonna be grasping onto them and trying to create theories, and then they'll be they'll be turned into memes over it, and it's just the cycle of the internet. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Sunrise, sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, are you excited for the aftermath of, of all this? Where this uh, could go? I just I also remember when Marvel kind of officially announced that Wanda, Doctor Strange, and Spider Man. <laughs> By had, the way, right? Like <laughs> had a connecting thread. Oh, yeah, by the way, these guys are all going to be hanging out. Yeah, right, and, like, Spider-Man is next. Yes. <laughs> like, I was really thinking about that. Like, that's, was this, was this, was WandaVision always supposed to come right before Spider-Man? That's a good question, because ultimately, when, you know, like, people have been theorizing because of all the leaks from Spider-Man that there's going to be some multiversal stuff at play there. Oh, wait so, until they don't show up. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. Oh, but that's the big no. question is like like the, the like it's three months in between in between Spider Man and Doctor Strange. How, how do they get to the multiverse before getting to the multiverse? I guess is the question that I have, but again there's no proof that that's actually where they're going. I mean, I guess Kevin Feige's thought to the multiverse when he referenced it was uh not just alternate earths. It was uh the quantum verse and other magic realms and things like that. Ah. So, multiverse of madness doesn't necessarily mean world within gonna, world, huh? Yeah, you know, it's uh, there's other universes, <laughs> and with dealing with stuff like uh, Sithon and uh, Mephisto and you know the, the gates of hell, things like that. Those are also yeah. other other multiverse things, multi a multiverse of madness, if you will. <laughs> we think we gonna get a Jocasta? Uh, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> that would actually be great. The next time we see Vision, he's got <laughs> Jocasta <laughs> on his arm. <laughs> yeah. Wanda's like, what? Uh, I was gonna... Yeah, I think there's a lot of easy jokes about identity politics in there. But no. <laughs> I'm gonna leave them right. I'm gonna leave them right. No. <laughs> right where they are right there listen I do it, think that when Vision and Wanda see each other it's not going to be like a loving reuni- reuniting thing because it's not no I mean you've seen that that panel from the Tom King one where it's just, it's horrifying mm-hmm. because it's it's such a loving relationship cold cold and emotionless and they have children and he doesn't really even really care <laughs> uh, so yeah it's, it's it's real stuff I want them to turn Wanda bad 
but I also get how what kind of message it sends that you have to kill the person who's mentally unstable. You know, that's, that's been, wrong. <laughs> that yes, I, I also get that as well. But that's why I'm saying get the entity. Uh, Figure something I'm t- out. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, not, I'm sick of this. I'm not. We're not here. To, I'm not. Here, I'm not telling a story so, so that the so that people can feel better about themselves. I'm telling a story. <laughs> Damn it! Because, because I want to tell a story. And if I mean, my mental health person turns out to be a villain, <laughs> then that's just the way it happened. Eh? I'm not. I don't mean to make anybody feel like that can happen to them. Right. I just, I just want to tell a story where this happened. Yes. Yes. You know? And I think that that's, I think that's valid. I think that that's, that's a way a place that they can go with that. Um, we are going to circle back around to all of this, you know, in general next week when we cover House of M. Oh, uh, yeah. Where we, you know, we'll see how they handle this in the comic book uh, as far as Wanda being seen as a threat and whether or not they have to do anything about this threat. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> they want to well, I mean, that's the first page, right? <laughs> yeah, first page. Uh, but... Yeah, I, I did some rereading already. It's going to get incredibly interesting. I can't wait to get into the comic. I'm glad that this exists the way that it does. Um, it did give me some warm feelings. Ooh, were, before they, we, uh, I was going to say, before we sign out, some, and we talk about how uh, WandaVision has made you glad to get back into comics. Thanks to WandaVision, and this is the first time I hear this, honestly, Marvel Comics is entirely sold out like the, at the distributor level of old... Uh, Tom King's Vision, uh, wow. Vision and Scarlet Witch, and House of M. That's hilarious. This is great. It's less. It's less hilarious and more. Um, listen, man, this MCU stuff never brings people back to comics, and I, I don't no. care what nobody says about what small trends you might find. Overall, it's not. It's never helpful. You know, no, to and, the point that we always talk about how comics are trying to make themselves more MCU. Yeah, it sucks, <laughs> and it sucks when they do that. And now, and hopefully now they can see that the trick, rather than to mess with your comics today and change them to match what it is now, is to push out material that matches what's on the freaking screen. Yeah, <laughs> push the stuff that's inspired these movies. Yeah, like the. The pure library of of good stories is there, but um, if you take shortcuts or you don't do you don't set things up in the right way, you can't knock all the dominoes over, you know. And I think that's that's the issue with creating some of these universes is everybody wants them to look pretty and be all set up already. But if you don't take the the time to do the little details, like you cannot do WandaVision if you didn't sprinkle Wanda throughout all the appearances that we saw her in, you know. Um, and it takes that. Uh, I know I made my Phoenix-esque uh, comparison before, but one of the things that I, w- I was talking offline about with this is that, like, I got the feeling, like, this is the kind of length that you would have to tell the Dark Phoenix story in, in my opinion. Um, I, well, I don't know if it would be in movie form or television form or something like that, but you can't just front load all of the Jean Grey stuff in one film and then get to Dark Phoenix. It should be a progression like this where you see her slipping and, you know, the, the original Phoenix and then the Dark Phoenix and all that kind of stuff there. Um, it's a shame that I probably don't think that that, that story is ever going to be told the right way. Um, but in seeing this, it shows that it's possible. And, you know, I'm glad for that. And I'm also glad for the fact that 
uh, as I told everybody, you, you could you can bitch and moan and stomp your feet, and in two weeks we have Falcon and Winter Soldier. So <laughs> we're gonna be marveled out for a quite some time. Once Falcon and Winter Soldier is over, Black Widow comes out in theaters. What well, roughly around when Black Widow's out in theaters, Loki will be out on Disney Plus. <laughs> so we are going to be saturated, fully saturated with Marvel. Uh, so odds are, if you don't like one thing, you'll like something else. Um, but yes, we will return uh, next week to cover uh, House of M. And then, and then, and then, holy hell. And then we're covering the Snyder Cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, we got some big things, big things popping uh, coming from comicbookclick.com. So, we want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. And remember, all episodes are available at comicbookclick.com, which is the one stop for every episode of the Major Issues Podcast, our merchandise at Public, articles written by members of the Click, and... Uh, fun facts about each person that contributes to Comic Book Click. So go ahead and check that out. Our podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. That's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Apple Podcast App, Google Podcasts, TuneFind, Spotify, YouTube, etc. Easiest way to find us is go to Google, type in Major Issues Podcast, and we'll be the first ones to pop right up. Always talking about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Um, there are several ways that you can support us. We've been doing this for uh, over three years with the Major Issues Podcast, close to five years in April with Comic Book Click, and majority of this has been free of charge. So if you want to support us for free, you can go ahead and read and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't like, and it also helps other people discover our podcast and their recommendations. So go ahead and give us five stars as if all the other ratings don't work. And uh, watch us climb up those rankings and, uh, you know, grow this click. Um, We also want you guys to know about our new incentive of Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. We're on Patreon now, people, which means that you can help support independent content creators like ourselves. uh, Keep the lights on here at CBC headquarters. um, And you get exclusive access to content that nobody else will be getting access to like cbc commentaries you can vote on some polls to help dictate the content that we produce here and behind the scenes looks at how things happen over here at comic book click so go ahead and uh the lowest tier for our patreon is 10 cents a day three dollars a month so for as little as three dollars a month not only do you support us and help keep us in business but you get exclusive content only available for those who uh, support us on Patreon. So patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. That link will also be in the show notes. Um, but we also want to hear from you. Uh, write in. You've re- if you read House of M, if you like WandaVision, if you're excited for Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut, go ahead and uh, uh, reach out. Go to facebook.com slash click, Instagram at click. Or you can use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're also at Major Issues CBC on the Twitter machine, constantly posting what we're going to do for the podcast, uh, news, and memes. We are loving all this <laughs> Vashon that's, that is going around. It's been absolutely uh, incredible when it comes to that. Um, we, all, we also have, hold on, let me see if I can find it here somewhere we have a piece of feedback so um this is a fan that wanted to let us know about how they felt about wandavision i really enjoyed enjoyed myself here 
uh, with WandaVision. It was total. It was a totally different tone that I've come to expect with Marvel shows like Jessica Jones and Daredevil. But I still loved every moment of the show. I wasn't bored or angered. They expertly crafted the show with all the tropes of 70 years worth of sitcom magic. And to have given us such a deep dive into Wanda's character. I feel almost blessed to have gotten such a, a perfectly fleshed out character. I loved everything about WandaVision and I'm excited for her to appear in the Doctor Strange sequel. And I wonder how you guys at the click feel about how the show ended. And there was no Mephisto. And this is signed... Uh, this is signed Ralph Boner. Oh, but, god damn. But, but, so we know he exists somewhere in the world. Uh, as, as we both said, you know, um, the ending is what you make it. I think it all comes down to what you were expecting and stuff. Um, I have, at this point with Comic Book Click, has taken in so much comic book media that I sometimes wonder if people know what bad comic book media looks like. I don't think anything that we got for nine weeks was bad. Whether or not it was, you know, spectacular, I think that, that goes to the any given fan at the time. But... Make sure that you guys are continuing to follow Comic Book Click and Major Issues. Like I said, we're celebrating our five-year anniversary in April. We've got some big things coming there. Also, if you are guys are pro wrestling fans, follow Dirt Sheet Radio on Facebook and the Dirt Sheet Radio podcast, oh, which yeah. is hosted by our very own Jonathan Escudero and GT Rebirth amongst friends. Killing it and talking about professional wrestling. We are taking over the world, people. Get on the bandwagon before it gets full. Uh, I've been to the future. I can't tell you how we do it, but we do become the latest and greatest things. Remember that dark hole? There's a chapter in the dark hole about comic book <laughs> click and what happens in the future. All right, we're dangerous. Uh, it's chaos magic. But my name is George Serrano, aka the Don. This is Jonathan Escudero, aka Yogi. And this has been our One Division recap and review. And remember, whether you are a demon spawn of the dark arts. A demon rabbit, a red herring in sheep's clothing, or whether or not it was you all along, tune in next week, same time, same channel, because remember that you, yes you, are worthy. <laughs>